When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me punters group. Me mate Dave, I reckons he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Robot Building Supplies, helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. That is exactly what it is and where you are, and it's a joy to be part of your afternoon on one of Melbourne's most splendid days that we have seen for 2022. This is why Uh. spring gets you in. Mm. Keefe, because when it does spring well, mm-hmm. Melbourne is just superb. But spring, unfortunately, can let you down as quickly as it sucks you in. <laughs> well, today it's uh, sucking us in. It is a magnificent day. I think early on, though, when you talk about 2022, early you know, January, February, March. Oh, magnificent summer. Summer of April, you do get some bonds a days. Well, you had some rip snorters. Don't worry about that. In fact, I've often said that. I, uh, that autumn is uh, the more reliable uh, out of the yeah. two sort of. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, prefer- but autumn's got spring covered. But we don't have to go there. We don't. Now. We've been there and done that. We have. We have. And, so we, we and let's just it. agree to disagree. But on a day like this, mm. I can see why people it's are pro spring. Day. Beautiful day. Uh, how and then there's a bit more good coming tomorrow. Twenty three oh, tomorrow. Nice day for a game of golf off the black tees. It's been very nice off the back. Off. Let's see how mm. your game stacks up off the back, old oh, boy. Well, he looks like he has found a place where he might be able to punch <laughs> one out here. That's right. Hey, Andy, at some point today, today, I was about to say that. I want you to run me through. I was reading this article in relation to what the PGA is doing with these uh, four new – no, they're not new. Elevated events. Elevated Elevated events. events. Yeah, they're not new events. And they're going to be rotated, those events, so each part of the – mostly the United States. In fact, I think all of them will be in the United States. The four that they've announced, it will be announced – and it, part of the 2023 rota, mm. uh, all in the United States of America. Well, that's right. And you suspect that that will be uh, the most of the, the time. Oh, actually, it's not too many PGA events that are not in the United States. No, are. this is why no one's barracking for. The, so you can have your view on the legitimacy of live and and as a, you know, as a worthwhile tour and all of that. Mm. I mean, you can have you can have your view on 54 hole shotgun and you know just how seriously. The game needs to rate the product mm. that Liv is dishing up. A product, by the way, that unfortunately for Liv, not many people are watching just at the minute. So let's well, hope. No one's, they don't have a broadcast no, deal, no, Andy. No one's turning up, Keith. The, the numbers of people who went the through the gates in games. Jeddah on the weekend were disturbing. Oh, the, the recent ones Disturbingly went. low. Yeah. But no one was that, there. The one that was in um, no, Donald's uh, venue was packed. Well, around the 1st and 18th it was packed where they wanted the photo opportunities being taken. I'm not sure. Anyway, we can argue that all you like. I don't want to, I'm not here okay. to talk, talk live down because it is well, what you it do is. regularly. No, only because I don't think it deserves to be given the status that other established 72-hole stroke 
cut, mm. um, not non-invitational fields. There's a way of playing professional golf, mm. and what the product that lives offering is not the way to play. Pro- that's how you to play. That, you could say that about a lot of sports that are evolving and putting out new formats it's of an ex- their games. It's a lovely exhibition event, mate. See, that's, that's wrong. That 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 is wrong. It's not an exhibition game well, to camps. They're not. They're not just – they don't think it's an exhibition game. They're going in there to, to play and compete yeah, and yeah, to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. I'm not here to talk about that, right? So, well, it seems like you are. No, but this is why you can be – just because you're a bit down on the product that Liver offering mm. doesn't mean you're pro what the PGA Tour are doing. And what they've come out and done in response to these, you know, mega money events that Liver um, have got on their schedule and, you know, the slate of uh, big money offerings – for their 48 um, player fields over there. They've created these four elevate events, $20 million purse. It's mm-hmm. going to be part. Now they could, if the PGA Tour wanted to be take on the growing the game mantra yep. and take the elite game around the world, they could have scheduled, they could have spoken to the DP World Tour Europe mm-hmm. and said, listen, can we do something? In, can, they could have gone Asia to Asia tour. and mm-hmm. said, listen, can we do something? So I have two in America and let's take two around the world and speak to your key players on the on the speak to your Rory's and mm. your Justin Thomas's and your but they're the Jordan ones that, they're the ones that don't want to go no though. but say listen we've got a bat we've got a battle on our hands here what we want to do to just to kill these blokes off mm. let's take our game around the world let's take these 20 million dollar events let's go play one in Australia mm. let's go and, and we and if we do will you we need you to come and play mm. we need you to come and well play. that's what they're doing will with you the, jump on the plane and come and play. well that's what they're doing there for new events they're making they're putting in uh, a part of their 20 week schedule or whatever it was I can't remember the exact it might have been 20 or 22 or that that they're uh, prioritizing those where in order to get to some big ticket item you mm. need to actually represent in these or your 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 points are going to be heavily skewed towards those events yeah, to encourage them to go but play. the problem is they're all in america so yeah, it's the pga tour again tone deaf missing the point and not not encouraging anybody who loves the game of professional golf around the world mm. to throw their support behind what the pga tour are doing it, they've missed an opportunity it's really disappointing uh and and They've they've shot themselves in the foot again with it from a PR perspective. Mm. It's a shocking decision. The thing that gets me is uh, we understand where live and where their money is coming from mm. right now. But with the PGA Tour, that surely is not a bottomless pit. Like where is that? Like they've got some resources that all of a sudden now, when push comes to shove yeah, and there's a money. threat, they've mm. found some money. But surely that's not like that's not the the oil money. That's not they oh, don't no. have the. So, so where where do they get most of their money from? Andy? From that's TV, spon- yeah, from TV and sponsors. But that's but they, we're talking big, big ticket yeah, no, items. Yeah, no, well, they just squirrel it away. And I mean, the the, the CEO or whatever you want to call him, Jay Monet, he makes fourteen million a year. That's but, but that's ridiculous mo- money. But I'm, what I'm saying is is that okay? They're they're doing this stuff right now, and they're they're, they're trying to find ways to Thwart. counter yep, yep, what yep. Liver doing. Mm. But surely that has a finite time of their, their money that they can keep throwing at it unless, of course, they get a backer, whether well, it's television or, or other sources. Yeah, I think the same would apply to Liv. I, I know the Saudis well, have got, got, I know they've got extraordinarily deep, deep pockets. pockets. <laughs> that is right. But surely sooner or later, because we still don't really know what Liv's end game is here, do we? Do we know what Liv are actually – do we know what they're trying to do here? So their general one of their, one of their key officials – or kind of, kind of, there's almost like the CEO of Live Golf. Mm. I can't remember his name, but he's basically said overnight, well, because one of the big 
mm-hmm. kind of kerfuffles is whether live players are going to be able to play uh, in major championships. And, of course, there'll be some with exemptions. But if they don't get world rankings points, then they're not going to be able to qualify mm-hmm. on a rankings basis mm-hmm. to get into these major championships. So what he's said overnight, and this is how stupid they are, what he's said overnight is, oh, we'll just create our own majors. We'll just make our own majors. That's the live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good luck with that, mate. Well, of course. that's. Uh, oh, it's stupid. Th- well. <laughs> it's stupid. Well, it is. But you know what else is stupid? Oh, no, no, it's really stupid. But can I say what else is stupid? 48-player, invitation-only, major championships, over 54 What is stupid is, is not trying to figure out a way in which to collaborate. Is not trying to figure out a way that, okay, if you want to have competition, and here's another tour, and you've got someone who is investing in the sport, hmm. find a way to figure out how they can get some recognition, get some ranking points, and let people decide. Let people, let players decide what they want to do. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Well, I, th- I think the established, well, let's not go back over old ground, but clearly the established tours are trying to protect their own turf. They've had this uh, ecosystem that has been created by them and for them, and mm-hmm. at the very top of that tree uh, is the PGA Tour. It sits above all other tours, and uh, it, it controls and dominates the landscape, and it doesn't want to be challenged, and lives a disruptor and we still don't quite know what it's going to look like down the track and how um, profound the disruption mm. will be. Um, that's all to be determined. But some of the, on, a, on a weekly basis, there seems to be something else bobbing up and um, the PGA Tour overnight, the mm. announcement these four tournaments are going to be played in America was extremely disappointing. Uh, Corey Homicide Williams is going to join us today. Greg Swan's going to join us this hour. The Brisbane Lions are making themselves uh, even more a destination-friendly uh, operation as from Monday mm. with the opening of their Springfield. Looks fantastic. $30 million, 10-year uh, development that's been going on at Springfield. And if you go online and have a look at it, it is quite the operation. Oh, magnificent. Uh, Patrick Nash is going to join us, uh, another of the players who's been delisted and uh, very keen to continue playing. And did play some reasonable footy for West Coast in the first half of the season, so mm. we'll speak to him. Uh, we were hoping to get your mate Gary Pert on. Because something quite extraordinary has happened at the Melbourne Footy Club. And I need you to explain to me what's taken place here. Well, you know I can't. I want you to. I'll you're try. On bo- you're on boards and you're, you're an executive-minded sort of bloke. No, I'm not. And I'd love to hear from Melbourne members here, mm. whether you are a Melbourne member, and I'd love to get your response to this, because you, whether you know it or not, and whether you like it or not, have been caught up in this very unusual uh, occurrence. Mm-hmm. So there's the special general meeting at the mm. Melbourne Footy Club next next week, next Wednesday night. Prior to that meeting, a member of the mm. Melbourne Footy Club, who we, we, is nameless, we don't know who that person is, has written to the Melbourne Footy Club and requested the personal details of every single member mm-hmm. of Melbourne. Every single member That's of the Footy right. Club, I want their postal address, mm. give it on their email, I want it all. Give it to me. No, I think and they under, only got their postal oh, okay, name let, and postal address. Oh, that'll do. Right mm-hmm. up. So name and postal address. Under the Corporations Act, Mm. Melbourne has to provide that. So there is this bloke out there who's a member of your footy club who has got your personal details, and presumably he's going to... Well, your name and address. Yeah, well, he's going to... Well, that's your personal details. Your name and where you live is pretty personal. It is. Yeah. So he's going to presumably do something with that. Mm. I would imagine he's going to send you something ahead of the special general meeting next Wednesday night. Mm. Now, the club, under this Corporations Act had no choice, apparently, but to provide those details. Mm. Now, 
they have provided the details, but now they've gone to the Supreme Court apparently and they are trying to prevent this bloke or woman, this from member, communicating. from doing anything with it. From them. using it to communicate with. So they're legal, as I read it, they're legally bound to provide that information. Correct. But in order to stop the utilisation of that data, they're now going and seeking some type of injunction or, yeah. or yep. some rule to say, well, we had to give it to you, but for this X, Y, and Z reason, yeah. you are not allowed to uh, send any of these. What do you make? So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'd love to hear from Melbourne members. How do you feel about this? Because I saw a bit of reaction on social media regarding it, and they were not happy. We'd well, be no, worried we're... about your personal information oh, and in, it's not like... happy, Keith. Well, that's true. The only thing is, is that because it is uh, only your personal address. Oh. Now, now, the house that you live in, of course, so where you live. It's very yep. significant. Yeah, Don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. No, no, it's pretty significant. But, yep. but yep. it's yes. uh, unlike uh, it, in order to for an individual to make contact, it's going to cost money. No, unless it's he going... just walks up to your door and knocks on the door and says, "G'day." Well, I'm, there's uh, what is sixty thousand of them. I don't well, think yeah. he's going to do that. No, I don't think he's or she either. or whoever it is. I don't think they are. No, that's right. No. Whereas if they've got your uh, other information, then it might be easier to exploit. But no, it is odd though, Andy. It's very, very odd. unusual. I was astounded that there'd be a a, a rule that actually provided <laughs> the rights of members to get others' um, names that, that, and those addresses. Just furnished to them, and provided to them. Like I've still struggling, and we need someone to explain. It's to get Purdy on to explain how this happened. Because we are very conscious about giving out our information. Now, you'd think well, when you're going to your my, football club. I don't use club, my real name. When you what? Well, I don't use my real name here. Andy Ma? No. What do you mean? That's not my real name. Oh, it's not? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what, what's your real name? <laughs> Trevor? <laughs> Eric. P. Cripps. <laughs> Ecker. <laughs> um, no, oh, it's, it's, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be worried. Ja- mm. Jackson, so if you're a Melbourne member... Um, I mean, I, we have we tried to reach it, out to the yeah, Melbourne Football have, Club to yeah, get an explanation. Well, you keep saying Purdy's a great mate of yours. And, well, he's a very, well, well he, he was got, a very good friend. Got back to you. No, yeah, but I can understand he might be tied up in some other things at this point in time, Andy. Well, I'd like to think that he'd still, if he saw a message come through from you. Oh, no. I mean, the captain of Australia, he well, would drop everything. Well, put it this way. If it comes down to try and resolve an issue where 60,000 of his members are going to be inundated with uh, information. Paraphernalia. Via the uh, the old mail. Well, you might just want to send him a Bataki ham. Well, then he, that's pretty nice, isn't I, it? I doubt it. Well, what if it was? Well, would you be up for that? Well, I guess if you're a member, you'd probably be appreciative of a little gift coming in the mail. That's in time for Christmas. I don't know whether that's going to be <laughs> the motivation. Well, that's maybe the thing that they've gone to and said. Well, until such a time as you can tell us what you're going to be communicating with these people then we need to find ways to stop you from That's communicating. Right. That's right. Well, we, so we don't know who it is. We don't know what they propose to send out. We'd love to know what Melbourne members think about it. Jack's in Ringwood. Jack, are you a Melbourne member? Yes, I am. Melbourne member. What are you... long, and, uh, long and proud, actually. What do you think yeah. about this? Oh, I've got two things. But I'll start on this. What it is, is, and I know what you're saying, it's, it's, it's a bit concerning and obviously, um, you know, uh, someone asking for addresses and and details and stuff, but, um, you know, after a 50-year 50, 50 drought, basically what he's trying to do is just get us all together and watch that 2021 grand final again right. and just uh, go through the motion. Right. And just say, look, we, we've done it tough. We've done it tough. I've got your details. Let's just look back again. And I'll go. I'll go. I'll go have the letter and I'll be there. Has he got a venue? Um, has he got a venue? 
MCG. Right, I love it. Thank you. you know, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do it again this year. Um, but quick question. I think with more gazy, and I want to get your advice, like, I guess, um, where your head's at, uh, Andy, is um, the, the, the father-son rule. I, I find it bizarre. Like, I think, obviously, a Melbourne fan, and obviously we don't have too many uh, young guys coming in after their, their parents, maybe uh, Jeff Farmer's son. Um, but he's in... Um, just like we're the only sport in the world that does it, and then you've got like, I think like it, it, the one thing I find really tough, and then it, it, more going off other clubs like love the game, but you got a lot of guys like even going kind of Scotty West, and like you know if, if you're a father, if you're a, if you're a weapon of the club and a superstar, and your son, I guess isn't necessarily getting a game. Um, I just feel like hearing that you know how many father sons there, how many work, we're the only sport that does it. Uh, and then does that cause, obviously, you know, if you have a son, you're super passionate, and if they're not getting a game, you're a bit upset with it. So, does it kind of cause a bit of tension between the club and, and the great, uh, like the superstar? Yeah, and Keith, you tell me. You tell me what you think. Could it, could it actually be, before we get back to the initial well, you're, topic? You're, you're big on the fact that um, the father-son, you also believe that there should be, what was it, a brother? brother? I've been banging on about it for 10 years. And yes. I believe the big kahuna who sits up, on the fifth floor here mm. and has an office overlooking the CBT. Mr. Hutchinson. He, mu- he must have mentioned it on mm. this week's Sandy board, I suspect, because respected uh, Tasmanian journalist, Brent Costello, who's been on the show a few times, mm. really like Craig Hutchinson's idea of a brother-brother rule for the AFL. Would work in a similar way to father-son. Could extend to sister-sister, brother-sister for AFLW2. Hashtag why not. Hello. Mm. Hello. Ten years I've been banging on about this. A Ten brother, years brother I've been telling you. That's what you're saying. Is yes. It? But isn't that, if you're a father-son, you're going to be the, I don't understand what you're saying, though, because Forget about your brother son. is still going to be the your son of the father. Your brother. Is still going to be the, so it's, it's. I don't know, can you no, explain you, it to well, me? Okay, so say uh, say someone gets drafted to the Hawthorne Footy Club mm-hmm. for the first time. Not father-son, just gets drafted. Oh. To the footy. So, so, say, I mean, the brother can come along. Yeah, no, yes. Andy, come Yes. On. No. Yes. No, Andy. Brother, brother. No, that's no. No, it's compromised enough. Well, so, father, so that's right. It because is. that person has no, they might have only been there 10 minutes. They've just come in one year and you're saying, well, because of that, my brother can jump on board as okay. well. Well, what's Ollie Henry decided to do this week? Well, he's Live gone. This, yeah. Why? 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 Be- well, who knows? But I, I suspect that the fact that his brother's oh, there. Oh, hello. Yeah, but that went through the system. There's yeah. been a system in oh, place. Oh, so how did Collingwood happy now that they picked him up and put two years into him and the first chance he gets to Scarpa, he's gone straight down about, the hall. You say I that about... the brother-brother rule is a lovely rule. But it's a silly rule. It's it's oh. not fair, Andy. Why is it? Mate, because, there's a lot of things oh, in life God. that aren't fair. No, but it's not fair. So you, you want... You, if you're going <laughs> why, to have a system is it that's, not fair? that's built for equity, then you can't have a brother-brother rule. And and some would argue that the father-son well, is a would. stretch. Now, I like the father-son. Oh, well, it's not fair. And the criteria. Oh, it's not fair. Well, there, there is oh, elements fair. of fairness. not fair. Why? Because, oh, well, just because your father played there, why is it fair that you go and play there? Because of the history that you've oh, had so there. your brother. Why, is it, why can't but you? your brothers might have only been there for two minutes. No, well, it's not two minutes. It's at least a year. Well, that's well, that's two minutes. No, you might not. have played a, a handful of games in a year. It's not. It's already twenty-two past three. I don't understand. You haven't thought that through, have you? I've been thinking about it for a long time. What well, it does it's? It's. I don't agree with it. Well, I don't care whether you agree with it or not. It's too easy to. It's. 
No, 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 no. Well, here's no, the thing. No, it's no, too no, easy no, to rule. manipulate. Yes, I understand. So there's rules. I'll go and get scrub, yep. brother. Yes. Get him on board. And, then and that'll flick. entitle me to get good, brother. Yeah, and then flick the scrub. Ta-da, no, scrub. No, no, that's, the, you, that's why you've got to have regulations. Scrub, if mm. there's a scrub and the good one's next, <laughs> scrub's got to be on the list for at least. If you take the brother, scrub gets three-year contract extension. Oh, you're got to all be... ahead of you. And then how much do you pay? Well, you, this you... is what I'm that talking is... about. No, Keith. that's silly. Yeah. No, they've got to be rules. No, you haven't thought this through. Oh, my word. But getting I have... back to the original <laughs> caller. Well, it's 23 past three. We have to get to a break. The father-son rule, I I, I endorse because oh, of the well, criteria around it. You're no, it's not. It's different, no, Andy. You're a bloody hypocrite. It's different. You've got to have played 100 games. You're a hypocrite. It's not like you've just come in there for two minutes. Hypocrite. And not like someone has said, oh... This kid's got great, this bloke's got great DNA. Let's just bring him in for ten minutes no, just in brother, case he's brother brother rules a beauty. No, it's not. It's a beauty. No, come twenty three past three. Tea calls in a moment. Sports update. Why buy new? Visit sustainableoffice.furniture.com.au. Tea on day three at the Junction Oval. Bit of a road down there. The Vicks are four for two ninety four and reply to Western Australia's four sixty six. Peter Hanscom one hundred and seven not out. Earlier today, Marcus Harris who just makes runs for fun at shield level, uh, brought up his 23rd first-class century. Why buy new? Visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. Uh, Andy's on the road. Hey, it's just a quick sports oh, update. Well, we, we just had one, but go, give us well, another here's one. another one. We're, uh, we're only four minutes uh, remaining in the third period. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are taking on the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> no, they're not. They're eviscerating them. The Golden State Warriors, no, they're not. 87 it's a 23-point margin, Keith. Well, That's an evisceration. Is that evisceration? Oh, yes. Well, not in the NBA these days. It's, oh, a, it's a comfortable on. situation they find themselves in. I'll, I'll concede that. LeBron's got 19 and Anthony Davis has got 19. And for the um, for the Warriors, well, what would you expect other than uh, Clay? He's got 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stefan... <laughs> He just keeps on keeping on. It's outrageous. He's got 24. And it's good to see Steph Curry wearing the gazies, oh, which is a magnificent oh. deal that somehow you've been able to strike uh, with one of the elite players. There isn't. They He's might. wearing the gazies. Look, they've got a close-up of him right now, which is magnificent. Well, I, think, I don't know how you did that. What's that costing you? I think he's an underarm man. Oh, okay. And um, oh, we shouldn't do that. Then. He That's might be case. taking some inspiration from some of my shoes that we're putting out oh. there at Big W, $39. I guarantee oh. that uh, those cost a lot more than $39. Or thirty. $5 for the kids. I've had a little sneak peek of the uh, next run. You have? It's very you sweet, have. very sweet stuff going on. Very the... funky. You look at an NBA game now with the shoes. How's the, all the pastel colours? There's a whole there's a, this fashion trend that we're going through right now. Very nice, very nice, colourful. Nice work from you. Uh, Andy's on the road. Uh, he wants to get back to the very first subject that we discussed uh, earlier on today. It feels like we've gone through a lot of stuff already. PGA Tour. Correct. Hello, Andy. Hello, gents. What a cracker of a day. Beautiful, Andy. So, first of all, spring over autumn. No brother-brother rule. No way. And for the PGA Tour, I don't think these guys on the PGA Tour are going to have to be worried about money Mm -hmm. or lifestyle or even um, 
Haven't they got the best retirement fund yes. in uh, world sport? Yeah, if you once you've been yeah, on, I, I, once you've been on the tour for a certain number of years, you get part of this mm. um, superannuation package, which is just well, the NBA is very very tidy as well. well you we're only talk, need we're three talking years. about the golf at the well, moment. You, no, you were any. talking about what the best superannuation. I didn't policy say that. Is. I was just talking about the PG, the golf one. But Andy that's okay. mentioned that they have the best superannuation policy. Keep going. All Andy. I was saying, Andy, well, is that you might need to do a little bit more research. Okay, but going. anyway, carry on. <laughs> I will do the research when I get back to the office. But no, I, I don't, look, yeah, they've, they've, they've got the money, um, obviously live for whatever they're called. But um, I think for longevity and, and history, you're not going to beat the, the US PGA Tour overall. Um, they've got the, the tour school at the start. They've got the money. Um, you know, it's not like you're going from a, a prize purse of 800000 to $8 million. It's You know, it's obviously... It's a lot closer, and you know you can you can buy a nice house in the states for uh, for four or five million. Yeah. I dare say. Yeah, you can. No, they, they, if you've been once you once you're on the PJ tour for a couple of years, you're pretty good. You're pretty good for well, the rest. Well, here's the thing. Got some issues, and a couple of them had some issues. Let's be honest. And the issue I have with you, lifestyle issues, and yep. you know behavioural well, issues. That, that's I tell you what, issues. A lot of the sports and other industries have dealt with those type of issues, which I think you're referring to. So it don't, it's not just isolated to uh, golf. But and the thing that uh, gets me, uh, I just think you're what so you upset about you. Oh, that you're a little short-sighted when it comes to this live stuff and, and ha- the impact that it can have right. on golf. You, you're no. dismissive of it, and no. if you think of what's happened in disruptors in other sports, mm. where good there have been good outcomes from it. You're going to talk about World Series cricket, eh? Well, cricket's one of yeah, them. Yeah, well, cricketers were grossly underpaid, mate. Cricketers were no, no, grossly no, no, well, underpaid back when, when Kerry Packer came in. No, 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 no. No, that's not what I was referring to. I was referring to more what's happened with 2020 and how that's well, there was transformed cri- the game. Okay. It has that's the best. That's the best you can do, is it? Well, it wasn't a breakaway just, league. It was just a different version of the game. But Yeah, but that's what we're saying. Well, that's what the they're game doing. Down the middle is just a different. But Liv it's, is doing a, playing a different game. It's a different. It's not the like you've mentioned. It's it's only the fifty four holes. It's a shotgun start. Yeah, it's going to be good, do it. Yeah, that's the way. That's why forward. Oh, do you? See, that's what happened. A lot of people are you like that's you. Way forward, do you? Well, I think it's. Do you? Well, I'm not as dismissive of it as do you, you are. Do you? I think that it has some merit, and there do might there's think, a place for it. And I think, think even those in the PGA have conceded that that they would have. They believe that there needs to be a next incarnation, that, that they need to keep expanding the way in which that they can play it and different formats of the game should be explored. Even they concede that, Andy. Do you think that 54-hole, no-cut, shotgun start fields, mm-hmm. elite in, invitation only, do you think that is the way forward for professional golf? Maybe not in isolation, but there's minute, elements of it that could minute. easily be incorporated. Happy birthday, A-Rod. It's 26 minutes to four. That's my question! The question, jerk! <laughs> Just answer the question. Even John McEnroe's frustrated with you sometimes. Dad's actually, can I say oh, this? Hello. We've got some... You're eating an apple, are you? Oh, well, not anymore. But we've got What's some... that in your mouth, then? <laughs> Nothing. What we have, Andy, is since we've had that yes, conversation, which and one? it shows how the conversation about... I'll leave and, and everything. everything yep. It is literally like... 55-45 in mm. my favour. I wouldn't in, have thought so. It is. Yeah. Super League is another example of what happened with the NRL. 
keep going, Gazy. And he has no other way, blah, blah, blah. And then there, there is some that said that I'm a bit of a goose because... No, you're not a goose. You know nothing about No, you're not cricket. a goose. It's ridiculous. You know people... nothing about cricket. 2020 is rubbish and Live Golf Tournament is crap. And Greg Mormon is a tool. Thanks. That's Jaws in uh, Clifton. But that, Jaws is having a go at you. I know you love me, Chris. No, but Jaws is having a go at you. He's just disagreeing with your point of view. There's no mm. need for ga- name calling, but he's, you're allowed to have a different opinion. I didn't opinion name call about... anyone. No, no, I thought you said people start calling you a goose. No, 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 well, no. He, he said something worse than a goose. Oh. <laughs> so, oh well, no, I know no he doesn't. I know he meant it in the right there's way. There's no so I, I haven't taken it the wrong way. And hmm. you, 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 I haven't banned you or anything like that, like <laughs> some others do. Right. Um... But, um, but yeah, a lot of people supports the view that I'm expressing. Andy. Are they watching Live Golf? Do they watch I, it? I, okay. Not if they I are. hope so. I well, hope they're only putting, watching on YouTube. Well, I, hope well, I hope they're putting their uh, opinions, I hope they're putting their time where their opinions are mm-hmm. and supporting the product. Mm. Because sadly, globally at the moment, unfortunately, not many people are, mm. Keith. Mm. So let's see. Let's see when it, if it's going to buy a TV deal see, and whatever. What the hell does Shotgun Start have to do with the quality of the golf? I don't have no, no, no. two hours for someone Fair to enough. wait to someone to tee off. No. I love it. Okay, good. That's great. 525. Well, I hope 525 is watching it. And one of the 13,000 people around the world who was watching Brooks Kepka hole his winning putt the other night. I hope he was. Well, it's only on YouTube, Andy. Well, mate, my, that's all my kids watch these it's days. They've been going for How 10 minutes. Is, they the, already the they already golf. wanted to a championship. They already they already had a tour championship. There's been going for se- now. They want to make their own majors. Yeah, but it's only been only been playing for twelve months, Andy. Just calm them. down. Oh, that's what I'm saying. They, they should just slow down and let the thing just work its work itself into the yeah, uh, okay. into the golf. I'm going to say ecosystem again because it makes you feel quite bright. A hey, Daz is in <laughs> Sunbury. Uh, he wants to he wants to support me on the brother brother. Well, we're not sure yet. <laughs> Let's just find out. I think he does. Hello, Daz. G'day, gents. How are you? Good, yeah, good thanks, Daz. Good. Good, good. Um, look, just quickly, uh, thinking back to it, would it be fair to say that uh, David Cloak sort of forced a, a pseudo-brother-brother with his young blokes? Uh, saying that yeah. we want him at the one club and that Collingwood supposedly took Jason Cam because they had an eye on getting Trav well, coming down the pipe. Well, there was, yeah, that was sort of... Rumored, yeah, I don't know. It was ever officially stated, but yeah, there was a rumor around that you know there was conversations had. If you mm. want to make take sure one. you get the younger one, you've got to take the others. Mm. So yes, Daz, I believe there was you know certainly a rumor around the place. But that's different because that's still a father son arrangement that got him to the club. That's it's right. What yeah. you're not proposing that you're no. proposing that if a brother comes in, a brother, another brother, it has the club has the rights to the brother. Correct. Which is that's ridiculous. the brother brother rule. Absolutely ridiculous, Andy. <laughs> I can't. You have not thought this through. I've thought at about all. it for many years. Have I come up with the? You rules? haven't come up with an explanation of how you stop the rotting and how. Well, uh, and when what if what if you get drafted <laughs> to a club you? that you don't want to go to how dare in the first you, place? So, if you, well, what has that got anything to do with anything? Well, you go into a club that you have no affiliation to. Well, you might actually make okay the brother and then, brother. Then rule. You want to try and no, no, Keith. Listen, mm. you know, you've just. Uh, You've opened a little uh, Pandora's box that I'm happy to go into here. So brother A gets mm-hmm. drafted to a club he don't want to be at. Mm-hmm. But brother B comes along mm-hmm. and makes brother A feel a whole lot better about being at that True, club that because the happen. brothers are there. So thank you very much for further validating the brother-brother rule. No, but what happens... Thank you. What you've happens just, when... That's a very good idea you've raised there. It's no. another reason why the brother-brother no, rule No, you haven't answered the question... Which one? ...about how I don't... 
I have no interest in player A. Brother A. But the other brother, yeah, well, okay. I'm red hot on okay. and the league is red hot there on. There are rules. I just happen to have a, a, a pick this year that is completely – I'm just going to take this brother. He may not even picked up a footy at any stage. Oh, that's ridiculous. Well, I'm – but, it's, but that's the point, Andy. Well, that's ridiculous. You're coming in and you're compromising there the whole to, system there, even of course further. Gonna be, don't worry about compromising the rules. Let's ask Greg Swan about this. I bet you Swanee would be an absolute supporter oh, doubt it. of the brother-brother <laughs> rule. He's going to talk us about Andy, it. you might be embarrassing yourself a little bit here. <laughs> I don't think he's thought this through. I think All the point the you raise. I think you, the point you raise is a very good one, which further supports brother brother. No, it doesn't. Yes. Uh, great to have you with us on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Greg Swan's been CEO of the Brisbane. I was going to say Bears for a minute. Brisbane Lions. I was say bullets. Since about 2014, I reckon it is, and they are about to unveil. And I think it comes online officially on Monday. The Springfield. Facility, which is going to be a game changer for this footy club. How good does it look? Hey, Swanee, thanks for coming on. This has been a long time in the making, and um, how significant uh, a part of the footy club's evolution is this going to be come Monday afternoon or Monday morning? Yeah, no, actually, well, look, we're in now, Murray. um, Yes, we came in last Monday. Uh, We had the commission up here yesterday, had their commission meeting here, and they did a tour as well, so... There's plenty of boxes still around, but we are in. So, yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic facility. I've been fortunate to, uh, you know, we built new ones at Collingwood and Carlton, and this, this thing's another level up again. It's, a, it's an amazing facility. So, yeah, we're apt to be here. So in terms of, you know, it, it adding to the club's capacity to recruit staff and, and even more important players, how significant do you think it'll be? I think... Look, yeah, it it should be really significant because it's got it's got everything uh, you can, and it's it's the first purpose built facility that caters equally for the men and the women. So we haven't, you know, we haven't been in a facility where you tack on something for the women. You yeah. know, we've actually built it where pretty much, well, not pretty much, exactly everything's exactly the same. The um, the change rooms, you know, the uh, every, everything we do is exactly same. So we've got equal opportunity for men and women, and yeah, I think once you know, if players were looking to come to Brisbane and we bring them out here and show them around, um, you know, that would it has to be a massive benefit to us because it is a state-of-the-art. We've got a massive indoor area because sometimes, certainly in uh, when the rain comes, we can't get on the ground and we've got a, you know, a big, uh, big indoor facility as well. And, you know, the gym's huge and, yeah, all, all the things that you need to be a good footy club, um, we've got them here. Hey, Greg, I'm looking at, at an overhead view of this, and it looks like the, the venue has some seating capacity uh, as well. Is, it, is this a venue where you could uh, maybe the AFLW or, or you could play, you can host some games as uh, as well, or, or some yep, leagues absolutely. can host games? It's, yeah, it's designed for that, Gazy. Our, our AFLW team, this will be our home ground going forward. We've got, you know, all the... Um, Lighting and um, you know even for media boxes and all those things are here. So we can we, we think we've got a capacity of between ten and twelve thousand um, to be. You know we've got a grandstand obviously and a fair bit of um, hill area where people can sit and take advantage of the good weather. Um, so yeah, it's mm. um, it's it's a facility for that and yeah it's it, and hopefully. Um, well, there's some small chance that we will have it ready for the end of this year, but mm. the grass hasn't been down long, so it's got to admit. But 
it's uh, it's looking pretty good. Hey, Greg, Greg uh, it's a beautiful facility and well done. And I guess if you're other clubs and you're seeing this and you start to get a bit of envy, the first question you're going to ask is, well, how in the good Lord's name did they fund this? Because this is a spectacular facility. Is there is there some something secret going on up there? How do we uh, how do we get the resources for this? No, no, it's all all levels of government. Like we actually spent nearly eighty million on it, so it's it should be good for eighty million dollars. But mm. uh, no, we look. We had support federal government, state government, uh, Ipswich City Council, which is the council that we're in. AFL were involved. We've had some great support from our donors and you know um, influential supporters and so yeah we've we've managed to fund it along those lines and yeah it's um it's worked really well for us there's a bit going on in queensland in the lead up to 2032 from a stadium perspective i know you've said 10 to twelve thousand, greg but there's absolutely no chance is there that that you could if you had to you couldn't play an AFL game here, could you? I mean, you'd have to obviously cap the you know the, the attendance, but is there any way in any universe that an AFL game could be played here? Yeah, look, we we, we are having a look at that, Andy, because we the Gabba goes gets knocked down twenty twenty six twenty seven mm. somewhere around then. Uh, look, you could we've looked at putting temporary stands and some other bits and pieces in here, but yeah, it's the, the capacity even on its best day, probably gets up maybe around 20,000. But, yeah, look, yeah. you know, we, we are looking at a few options around, uh, yeah, what happens when the Gabbard goes down because that's obviously going to present some challenges for us. But we've got a few years to do that and um, we're working with the government about, you know, what what happens when we um, get displaced out of the Gabba. So, yeah, this is an option and there's a couple of others around in Brisbane as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll just sort of work through those in the next little bit. Hey, Greg, uh, Andy and I are trying to figure out what's going on uh, with the Melbourne Football Club in regards to this issue with their constitution where they've had to provide <laughs> every member's details to a member and apparently it's part of their, their, their constitution. And, and to us that sounded extraordinary that, that that would be a requirement. Are you across this and, and does, up in Brisbane, do you have a similar situation? Is this something that all clubs could be exposed to? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that's the first I've heard of it, Daisy. I haven't <laughs> oh. heard that before. Um, I would have thought that the Privacy Act would override that, but yeah. I, I don't. I, now that you've raised it, I'll go and have a look. Yeah, you want to have a read of Peter? Pe- Pe- uh, yeah. Peter Ryan's just put out a more detailed piece. The Melbourne Footy Club put out a letter to members, and Pete Ryan has just written another piece that's a- explaining a bit more about it. Uh, which is on the Ages website, uh, Greg. So you, you might want to have a you might want to have a read about it and yeah, no. give the lawyers a quick call. I know, I know people. Obviously, when people are looking to stand, you know, for a spot on the board, and you know they want to get in, uh, send letters and information out to other members and things like that. I suppose there's there's queries around you know how that happens. I mean, normally when we've done things like that, we control that. We don't give like say somebody wants to write a letter to the members, and it comes by us. We don't obviously give them give those people everyone mm. else's names and addresses because um, that's not how it works at the minute that I know of in our constitution. But anyway, yeah, I'll have a look at that. That's something new. <laughs> Hopefully we don't. We're pretty stable. Hopefully we don't have an election <laughs> this year. We think we could be all right. Uh, just quickly. If oh, I do. The D's are pretty good too. They're going yes. all right. They're going okay. Hey, any clarity on when your coach comes back to work? Have you got any clarity on that at the moment? Uh, not really. I mean, we've we've had some discussions about uh, about that, and 
we're still talking to the AFL. Look, we are waiting a little bit, and everyone is to you know, that the panel's been established to see what the terms of reference are. And yeah. I think once that's done, then that might give us a bit more clarity on, on how this process will roll or, you know, how long it'll take and things like that. And, yeah, we think, um, you know, obviously Chris took a leave of absence to prepare himself for, for this, but I think he's pretty much done that. So once that all gets established, I think we can make, you know, make an application or, you know, bring him back and let him get him to do some work and also deal with that matter at the same time. So I think I think that's a possibility. Good on you. Hey, can, to everybody involved, can, I can't wait to get up and have a look at this facility at Springfield. It's, yeah. uh, it's um, an enormous addition for your footy club. Well done. It will be. Thanks for that. Good Thanks on for you. having me on, boys. Good, Good on, on you, Greg. Greg Swansea, the Brisbane Lion. Make sure you're at 6 o'clock tonight you're tuning in to watch the Channel 7 News service. Uh, Tim Watson will be... I believe he's still on the desk, front and centre, uh, providing all of the news regarding sport that you need to mm. see. Until then, and for the next, well, probably for the next hour, hopefully we've got him for that long. One hour, man. One Corey hour. Lock Homis- it in, baby. Corey, I'm sorry. Well, before we get to homicide. To talk basketball or life. I, I left the audience with a... For tyre power, hope, get a grip on tyre safety. That the Lakers were making a charge. Well, that charge has been somewhat thwarted. Yes. Okay. They just they just score so quickly. Well, the uh, the Warriors. Well, that's what they do, isn't it? They've got a bloke called Steph Curry who can just jack it up from anywhere well, and knock and them a down. few others. Sound like I know what I'm talking about, Corey? When I say jack it up and knock it down. I mean, I certainly believe you know what you're Thank talking you about. Thank you very much. Mm, not many do. Now you uh, you stunned Andrew Gaze in mm. the oh that was hellacious. What just happened then? He's just gone. No, back. no, you, no, no. You need to see the shot. I, I've just saw it. Watch. No, you didn't. You see. It, you saw it go in. You did not see the shot. All right. Watch the replay of this. Sorry, Corey. You need to turn around and have a look at this. This might be the highlight of the NBA season. Four-point play coming up. Watch this. Watch this. Here he goes. Talk it through. Three-point play. Talk it through. Wait on. Well, he wait went on. into wait the on. paint. Wait on. Wait on. Now he comes off a, a high on-ball screen, steps into a three-ball. Oh, that wasn't that good. Nothing but cotton. <laughs> okay. Corey, he got fouled and going to the line. He's got 30. The last, a 30 piece. The last 15 seconds of the show last week, mm. my colleague and your brother here, you, you stunned him with some incredible news. Gazy, uh, mm. would you like to pick up the pieces? Well, when you left us, because we live vicariously through you, and when all of a sudden that opportunity is going to be denied from us, we believe it's a little bit selfish on your behalf. Right. Because what has happened is you have now declared that you're no longer a free agent. And in the love stakes, you have now connected with a sole partner that has taken you off the free agency list. That would be correct. Wow. Uh, I am out the game. Wow. I'm happily out the game. I found someone who is... Mm. Pretty awesome. Um, wow. You know, I do things a little bit different. We, we've come to learn that, and, and that's why we're a bit disappointed because, you know, I'm sure on. it's happy for you and yeah. your partner, but we really enjoy <laughs> some of this, the... Uh, I'm intrigued where he's going to go next with this. Yeah. When he says, I do things a little different. I, I do things always. a little different. Yep. You yep. know, as I remember when I eloquently broke down mm. single versus mm. dating then actively dating, and what I wanted to do was make sure at least when I settle down mm. with someone and take myself off the market and solely focus yep. on that person, mm-hmm. um, I don't have like, did, did I make the right decision? Mm. You know what I mean? Do I still like, you know, 
the others yeah. or you know so i just made sure that um what's the word am i using for what am i what am i reaching for the word well i think well, we talk organically mm. right i wanted to make sure it was organic and mm. she basically took my whole focus mm. from everybody oh, gosh. i did not even want to oh. talk or see anyone else and it was that's incredible just... how it happened because Help. let me tell you what it usually happens what usually happens is this yes. okay you out there dating yep. and then you meet one woman and yep. then you say forget everybody I'm going straight to her Yeah. you didn't even she didn't have a chance to earn you no you took yourself away. Right. Now you involved in something and it's like right. wow I don't even like her. Oh blimey I didn't. You didn't give it a chance for it to organically work versus forcing yourself. Yep. And then months later, you're like, I don't even like her. How am I in this place? You got to do this thing in a mm. way where I had to do it for me. Mm. Me. For mm. me, I had to do it in a way where I could walk by ten tens. Mm. <laughs> right. Ten on a scale of one to ten, they're yep. tens, nines. Mm. I could walk by ten of them and not even look at them. Yep. Because I found my special human. <sighs> Right. And I had to do it my way, and I'm mm. glad I'm there. Yeah, well, I'm so am I. So good luck to me. See no, how we go. Good luck we see to how you. we go. Oh, I think, though, I think, and, and I don't want to speak on behalf of Andy, but I, I would imagine <laughs> oh. that we're in somewhat of the same, <laughs> okay, same go, category. Go ahead, go ahead and speak on my behalf. I'll I'm not the, sure. I'll give you the right to do I'm that. not sure we sort of had the same level of options <laughs> <laughs> when we were... What are you talking about, man? Well, I that's know not that... true, Gaze. You're a global <laughs> no, icon. Well, unfortunately, this that country passed me by. They would be mm. gays. Come no, on, man. No, no. Yeah, it's to no. a point. Listen, it's to no, a you, point. It's a good point. Gays can't even go mm. anywhere. No, no. Andrew Gaze cannot go anywhere in yes, the public. I can. Yes, I can. I, I enjoy. I'm I telling you, like, like he gets flooded everywhere. And yeah, no, he's captain oh. of Australia. So could you imagine, captain of Australia, flag bearer? <laughs> he's a captain of Australia. Flag bearer? Correct. In the Olympics? Mm. Yeah, this is right. Come on, man. No, he's Australia's well, well, captain. Um, Come on. George in Clifton Hill said, he, he summarised it, what you were saying is you don't want buyer's regret. 100%. They had yours is all over it. Yours so, is all over so it. So there's a lot of people living with buyer's regret. No, well, both I, ways. Thankfully, no one in this room. Not no, in this room, no, but sir. both ways. No, no regret. You know what I mean? No so you just want to make sure. Yes. You know, and I ain't purchased nobody. Listen, listen. Is we respect everybody. Is there something beyond no regret? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> I am as every, so far not regret. As every minute goes by, I am further away from that. Yes. It's just, yes. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll obviously talk some basketball because the NBA we started to. and the NBL is going remarkably. But if you do have any sort of relationship type issues, our fr- our great friend Max has, Corey has been through everything. Yep, he's been through the mm. you know the ups and downs, and he's all of it. He's seen it. So if you've got a question, if you're in the middle of something right now and you're not quite sure, and mm. you need a bit of guidance, rest assured, if you ask this man a question, he will answer it. He will answer the question. So if you're out there and you've got a bit going on and a bit uncertain and you're facing perhaps a little bit of buyer's regret, if that's why you want to put it, <laughs> if, you, if you're facing a little bit of that, uh, feel free to pop on the line and have a chat to the great man uh, about anything you wish. Mm. Dude, teach me. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is strong from you, oh, Rod. Oh, um, Righto, hey, where you know, do you want to... There is a lot of basketball happening. Do you want to start local or well, international? I'd like to start local well, let's if, start if local. we can yes, because I mean, there's, there's a couple of issues that we really... There's some big issues we need to address in here. And, and I want you to address them. I got you. And I want you to firstly huh. to address that... What we there's two in particular. Two I gotta clubs stand up for right this because I know I got to stand there up for this. There is Melbourne United. Oh, Time to light it up. And then there's the Brisbane <laughs> Press Bullets. Record. Melbourne United and the Brisbane Bullets going through a tough start to the season. Uh, you keep saying that about United. They're two and two through four. Two. Uh, no. No. No, sir. No, they. Are, is that not uh, their record? Uh, they are. They are two and two. They're two and two. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I believe but so. But the losses have been so horrible. That's it. That's why you think they're like two and four. Speak on it. I'm, I'm with you. Speak so, on it. first of all, my biggest issue mm. is um, the imports. Yeah. Caroline, Jordan, he's the Caroline one that's it. Is, Jordan, yeah, Jordan yeah, Carroll. It's, it's not early. even an issue for him. But it's too early, I think, isn't it, uh, homicide? Because I, I know that Hook Porty not being there. But it, we saw last year with uh, Kyle uh, Mikhail McIntosh. Mikhail McIntosh. It took him some time, and they eventually got to the big dance, and they come up short, but they eventually got to the grand final. I don't have an issue with Jordan Caroline. I can't. Ooh. Because of the Mikhail McIntosh factor, mm. Jordan Caroline is pretty much like a third import, even though they only have two imports. Right. I have a bit of an issue with a gentleman that walks into this league and states – He's the best. Oh, oh, new import in the league, yes. mm. and it's not even close. Mm. Okay, those numbers that he's putting up does not back up the words right. that came out of his mouth. Mm. Mm. Is he trying to Raj, Rajon Tucker? Just so Tucker. people are, is he oh, trying right, too right. hard? Mm. Is he forcing it? No, um, I just believe that. Again, I, 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 I know say what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. It ain't a cupcake league. Oh, I know what you're going to say. All right, Gaze, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Would you walk in the Euro League and say anything like that? No. Would no, you walk but... in the Euro Cup? Would you walk in any league? No. Okay. So for, to come in like that, mm. that's a disrespect to any the league, yeah, first yeah, of yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. Two, that's putting a big target on your back. And three, if you can't back it up, do you understand the type of pressure you're putting on yourself? Mm. First home game. Sorry, second home game. What happened? First home game, you go mm. overtime to New Zealand. Just sneak out with it. Just sneak out with it. Mm. I wasn't impressed with the performance he put on, but they won. Mm-hmm. Next home game, mm. we saw what occurred. Mm. Welcome to the NBL. Mm. One from 11. The next game, you go to Perth. You do enough, you know, you get about 12 or 14, something like that. Come back home two days later. You get your pants pulled down again. Jackies. Here's what's going on. Super athletic, Mm. super explosive. The three ball is not consistent, which means what? Everybody's playing off of him, daring him to shoot, late contest, packing Mm. the paint. Mm. He's in, he's explosive, yes. He's athletic, yes. But is he one of the best penetrators we've seen? No. Because if you are, you can still be able to knife through somehow. Mm. So what's happening is his inability to consistently knock down the three and stretch the floor is killing the rest of his game. Mm. 
Mm. He's not going to be able to get off. Well, you're not suggesting that it's time to uh, consider that position, are you? Is that what you're saying? I'm not. I'm not suggesting that, but I'm just saying everybody in the league is going to expose this team, and he's he's not going to give you any more than he you've seen him give you. Well, well the, the, the numbers through some the... friends though. They only had 64 points as a team against the Jackies. 64, but that lineup to only score 64. Is uh, hard to comprehend, I'm and I think you, I, I personally give more credit to the Jackies than I do necessarily discredit. Although there is some discrediting to be done. So okay. he's aver- through four games, he's averaging seven and a half points a game, three assists, no. one and a half steals. Obviously, blocking's not his go. He's had twelve turnovers mm. through the first four games. That's attempting to force play to try mm. to get through and make plays happen. But mm. again, because of the fact that. You open your mouth and wrote a check that you can't cash. <laughs> Pressure is mounting. Mm. So if you're not a shooter mm. and everybody now can see, give you the shot, play off you. If you live, if you hit that shot, you'll live with it. We'll mm. live with it. <laughs> you're in trouble yep. because nobody's going to allow you to do, not the good teams. You play Sydney already. Mm. You play who? who, who? Perth. Perth. Right? You ain't seen Adelaide yet. You played Jack Jumpers. Right? You played the Jackies. You two and two. You ain't seen Adelaide yet. Well, they got no. Cairns tomorrow right? night. You got Cairns. Cairns is three and one. Mm. They just went to Sydney and got it done. Uh. What do you think Adam Ford is going to tell his crew to do to you? Mm. And they're long and athletic. They can switch. So those mm. pick and roll, they can switch them all. Mm. Keanu's waiting for you at the rim if you get there because they're going to close it all down. Here's what I'm going to do. Mm. As I said in New York, when they lost the three imports. Then I said two weeks ago in overtime, NBA overtime, mm. close the paint up. Mm. We're going to stick with, we're going to stick the gaze, AKA CG43 for Melbourne United yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, the yep. shooter. Yep. I'm going to let everybody else beat me from the perimeter. That's how you beat United. It mm. ain't difficult. I think they, I think that Leonard Copeland's been banging on about this for a while. I think structurally, uh, they need to do a little bit more for CG43. They need to find ways to get some sets into him and get some better looks, which will open it up, will help uh, Ronda, uh, Ronda, <laughs> Rajon Rondo, Rajon <laughs> Tucker. Uh, that'll help him uh, get that sh- get those uh, driving lanes. Uh, right, right now, CG43, it's it's been it was a it was a battle for him to even get a shot off against the the Jackies. And then on top of that. Xavier Rathdemais is playing some good basketball. Excellent. Mm. So with that said. Better than I thought. Yeah, better than he thought, for sure. For all of us, because we Mm. haven't seen that, right? But what's happening is, it's like, they have to coexist and work Mm. together. It's like, Rathdemais is popping. We ain't see CG43 yet, right? So that balance, within time, it will come. However, Mm. Shea Hilly's coming back. That'll help. Or will it? Or won't it? No, will I it? think it will help. I think it will help because it'll help on the defensive end and help right. ignite their transition, help them with the tempo of the play. So it'll help. Whether it's enough to help. Panacea? It's, I don't know whether it's the panacea. Thank but you. What is panacea? The Means solution. The, uh, the medicine to fix to the fix problem. all okay. their problems. Here's where I know it's not going to help. Mm. When Shaley come in, who sits down? Well, that's that's another question. Mm. Right Man, now. You know it, Gabe. Well, right now they're starting <laughs> Dave Barlow. They're starting a... Barlow played 23, 24 minutes against Perth. He's a guy that... Played 27 against the Jack Jumpers. Four weeks ago was right retired. Now, Correct. You see me right now, Andy? Uh, you look I'm in a flow, right? You yeah. are. I don't know. Wow. I'm in a flow, right? <laughs> yes, you are. Look smooth. Yes, you do. This will happen. What? Sub. 
<laughs> Shit there. <laughs> Jail in. Oh, okay. Then I come back in. Okay, yes. I got to try to find this flow again. <laughs> yes. mm. That's tough. That's Xavier Rathed Mays. Mm. Well, they he can't sit him. Some time. Oh, I don't think so. No, they can't sit him. I don't think they're going to so, do that. So, so who going to sit? Ray we'll Jean. Play small ball. Ray Jean. Play, go to number six. Or you they can... in trouble. Mm. Mm. Hey, hey oh, Ryan's in... a bigger question. No, Rob. can I? Is he changing the subject? Because Ryan is in Cheltenham <laughs> and is on the line and he wants to. Well, I reckon Ryan would want to know the answer. Well, to Well, I think Ryan too. would like to have his question asked. <laughs> no, but then. he can still ask the question. Well, asked we need to get to an ad break after Ryan's. Brothers, right here. Ryan. Oh, Ryan's in Cheltenham. Their faces together. <laughs> <laughs> you just mark your question down on your book there, and let's hear what Ryan's well, it's, got it's, to. It's the, it's the most important question of the week. No, that we'll we're get about to, to ask. That. Well, good. I look forward to that after the break. Okay. Corey, you need to put your headset on so you can hear what Ryan in Cheltenham has got to say. I think right. he's got a question about the NBL that he wants to ask you two luminaries. Rise uh, up. Hello, Ryan. Uh, hi, guys. Um, hi, Homicide. Hey, hi, Daisy. G'day, Ryan. Thanks. Um, First, firstly, uh, as always, Homicide, appreciate the technical analysis, always spot on. <laughs> Thank you. But, but um, let's take it to the uh, more entertainment side of the sport. And in terms of the NBL, if you could both maybe rank gold, silver, bronze for most entertaining standing timeout from the current... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Coaching fraternity, and uh, I'd like to know your opinion on that one. Huh. All right, so can we can we get to an ad break and come back? Ryan, hang up your phone. We're going to give the boys a chance to think about that. And on the other side of the ad break, Gazy's most important question regarding week three mm. of the National Basketball League and the answer to your magnificent question. It's 20 minutes past four. Corey <laughs> is here for tyre power. You get a grip on tyre safety oh, yeah. with tyre power. And Corey Homicide-Williams mm-hmm. thinks to tyre power. So Ryan asked the question. Well, I who issues the showbiz amongst the coaches at the moment? I haven't seen too much shenanigans just yet. Uh, we've seen some of the coaches uh, get fairly animated on the sidelines, but uh, nothing's really stood out for me. Dean Vickerman has looked very uh, aggressive on the sideline from time to time, but I don't think he's really launched in, in the standing timeout type uh, uh, delivery. Yeah, is anyone else? I would agree. I don't um, think anyone's really. No, it's too early to say. Okay. Mm. It's way too early to say. Give us a couple more rounds. We'll yeah. have a, a better list of three. Well, I tell you I tell you what I we need to ask. Well, this is the question. Well, this is the question because T H capital T. It goes to the, Q. it goes to the heart of the game. It goes to what is appropriate behaviour and what is not. Ooh. And that is with Jesse Wagstaff's suspension oh, that I he received. It's going to be it's being appealed, I believe. It's it's like six o'clock today, I think, that they're going to be uh, doing the appeal. But he sets a back screen in the backcourt. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Lockie Barker runs into him. And he's guarding, it might have been Bryce Cotton at the Bryce, time. Bryce, full court. And runs into him and gets, gets concussed. But Jesse Wagstaff is standing there. And he does turn ever so slightly in the backcourt. And uh, no call. There was no foul called during the, the uh, course of play. Uh, but subsequently, the game stops and... Following the game, they review it and they say, uh, Jesse, you've been suspended for uh, two weeks. One of those weeks, one of those games has been suspended. So you're out for one game. For unduly rough play. For for unduly rough play. Now, I I understand we need to protect the head and I am all for it. I am absolutely all for it. Mm. But when you're just executing a normal screen in the backcourt, and when someone's coming running at you, you are going to turn a little bit, ever so slightly, to protect yourself. That's the way I saw it, Corey. Yeah. Because if this is now the the benchmark, it's going to 
change the game in regards to whether or not you, you can go and set a screen on someone in the backcourt when, when, when the defender's gaining a little bit of momentum. Here's, here's my take on it, right? Discuss. I watched it and watched it and watched it and mm. watched it. And think like, let's talk about like you're in a car driving a car. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And you driving this car. Mm-hmm. And you hit somebody. Mm-hmm. There's a specific fine and charge for that. Let's say that person, mm-hmm. he's just injured, mm. right? There's a specific charge and crime for that. If you've done right? something wrong. Mm. Let's say, unfortunately, that person passes. Oh, blimey. Mm. Right? The charge gets what? Escalated. Upgraded. Okay, upgraded. Yes. Now let's talk about them basketball. You hit somebody with a screen. If Lockie Barker Barker Mm. just falls, Mm. that's different. No concussion. Lockie Barker gets a concussion? Mm. That has to go. But hang on. Because he got concussed. Okay. No, no, but hang on. Just one thing on that. But it came down that he's stationary. His feet nah. didn't leave the. Hang he on, was, his feet didn't leave the ground. But he wasn't hang stationary. On, hang on a second. Oh, Plus, it just so happens that the height of Lockie no. Barker. Hang on, oh. and then the way in which that he <laughs> runs in and hits him in the bicep doesn't even hit him in he an elbow. Turned into him, mate. He turned. He turned. He turned into but you, him. Do you naturally you, going to do that? You're always painted on. Like, like can you not Andy, see I, what? I'm, I'm not disputing. that. I understand you played like 750 games in the I'm national not basketball, and I played zero. I'm not. You're aware no, of that. Did I, play I didn't some. play any. I played none. Not in the NBA. <laughs> I was a really some. bad basketballer in no, no, scrappy still, teams that I played in. You still can make a, a judgment. He turned into the bloke, mate. Well, that, that's protecting yourself. I don't, well, if, if you someone's des- coming at you, Andy, Corey, you're if to- you decide to set a screen, hmm. you are accepting the contact is coming your way. And I would imagine if you decide to set that screen, you have to stand there still, still. and cop what comes your way. I think once he what made it a guilty play. Was once he turned that oh. shoulder a bit. If if he if um, if Lockie mm. Barker didn't get concussed, okay, this conversation wouldn't see. even happen. And if he and if he, ha- I reckon even more. I agree with that. But for, but even taking it further, if if your man um, Jesse Wagstaff stood, planted his feet and stood there and didn't move or didn't turn, and and the, exactly the same thing happened. Lockie Barker mm. ran into him right. and was still concussed. Right. I don't think Wagstaff's got a case to answer. I think the fact that he turned. He turned. That's yeah. the guilty play right there. I reckon right it there. is. And I can't believe that mm. Captain of Australia, who <laughs> might probably had a bit of a win mm. on uh, on Brother Brother. Yeah, he probably had a bit of a win on Brother Brother. Huge win. <laughs> but I think you're going to take the loss here. Well, You'll take the L hit. Like you did the other day, you mm. refused to accept the 40 Wings temper text judgment that day. And you've gone again no, thinking, well, we, oh, well, a like, couple of days have passed. No. They're going to appeal. I'll have another go with Corey and my brother. <laughs> Will support me no. here, and you've been disappointed. You've run into another unlike you opposition am, view. I'm prepared to hear another point of view, <laughs> and I understand what you're saying. Are you a little disappointed that Corey Homicide Williams disagrees with you? I'm not disappointed. Are you I'm, disappointed? I'm not disappointed, but I am surprised. Are you? Di- are, can you just answer? Can you just please answer the question? Are you disappointed? I can am, you just answer the question, please? <laughs> I am not disappointed, but I am surprised. <laughs> Come on, answer my question. The question, jerk! Can you just answer the question? I thought you, I thought you were wanting the doom. I'm, I'm shocked. No. <laughs> I won't say I'm shocked, that's... but I am genuinely, genuinely surprised. That's, my, that's exactly we've, what I am. We've got to get to the news. So what are you expecting? So one, 
Well, they're won. appealing it. Yeah, what are you expecting? The in, the NBL know. Appeals Tribunal to come up oh, with it? After hearing you two, oh, I think that they would probably stay with their decision uh, oh, as yeah. it's been. Well, good. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And we have to get to the news. And it, it, it pains me to say this, but congratulations to your New York Yankees for getting through to the uh, for the championship series. Thank mm. you. Really, really it pains me to say a beautiful that. evening in the Bronx. Hopefully they get through to the. Hopefully they do beat the Houston Astros, who no one likes. Mm. Uh, hopefully they get they get past the Houston Astros and then get obliterated in the uh, in the World Series. That would be beautiful. That would be. <laughs> You're not happy with the Astros. You know, are you still a bit? Astros are disgusting because of what took place with the uh, signalling. Yeah, no good. It was no good. cheating, I think, but Ooh. it. It was cheating, wasn't it? No? Is that what it was? Well, you said that. No, it wasn't there. <laughs> right. I don't. No, wasn't it a signalling? Wasn't the, weren't yeah, they, they doing... got into strife. They well, did. That's, yeah. not, that's against the rules. I believe it is against the rules. Well, that's cheating, oh, isn't I it? I like saying that word. You feel like you're getting in trouble when you say that. Okay. <laughs> but I think it was. Although they were reading the signals. <laughs> that was deemed to be that. Weren't they also banging cans? In, so mm. was that them? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> They're doing all sorts of stuff. It's 20, I don't know. We've got to get to the news. Do you know? What was it with the, know. the Astros? I, I, it, was, it was something. Didn't they play the Dodgers? It was the signal. In the championship oh, a couple years ago? Bang and rubbish bin. And something. something happened, and it was like, we deserve our title because they, oh, the C word. Let's Google it. Mm. Yeah, we'll Google yeah. it. We'll Google all that during the. Uh, it was bad, whatever happened. Latest. And they lost because of it. Latest from the newsroom. Oh. Uh, very nice work from you, Stone Cold. Uh, Give me a hell yeah. We'll get back to you in a little under half an hour. Uh, Corey Homicide Williams in the studio alongside Andrew Gaze. We're mm-hmm. talking basketball, and you can join in. one 736 736 Any basketball you want to discuss. Ryan, you picked up the CB Coast Slab. A brewing packed, Australian-owned and made. I'm looking at the table, you two blokes. Yes. And it was only a few weeks ago that you were both, you know, you weren't being terribly complimentary about the prospects of the team from the Apple Isle. Uh, they sit fifth. They're three and three with a six-point positive differential. Their name is the Tassie Jack Jumpers. It's brilliant. Absolutely How brilliant. are they doing this? Um, the culture that Scott Roth has built down there, it allows players equal opportunity. They start on the defensive end. They don't have one standout superstar that comes every night and fills it up. They mm. don't have that box office player. They they do it by committee. Mm. They help each other at both ends. They're relentless. They took a page out of the Perth Wildcats notebook as far as playing hard-nosed defense and hustle. That's going to be our DNA. And, you know, Scott Roth was the assistant coach for several years with Perth Wildcats, and that's what he started with down there. Check your ego at the door. Play as a team. We're going to lock up on D. And we're going to execute on the other end. Guys that, truthfully, wouldn't even have a job in this league. I said this truthfully. truthfully he did. He did. Wouldn't have a job no, in this did. league with any other team. Exactly what I said. Are on that team <laughs> playing their behinds mm-hmm. off for that coach and for each other. Mm-hmm. They don't care who leads in scoring and rebounding. They just want to win. Mm. So when you're especially in an opportunity in the space where nobody really wants me and I have a coach that believes in me and an organization who believes in me, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you everything I have. And that's what they're all doing collectively. 11 mm. of them suited up against Melbourne United last week. Yep. 10 of them scored. Yes. And so, and, they, so yep. they, they're to that end, that, it doesn't matter who, it's, it's how, right? Like, yo, gays. Mm. They're not scared, man. No, they're not, because they have a system that they fall back on. And when you have a system 
it takes away a lot of the, the thought processes of shouldn't I, shouldn't I, and the decision-making. You, you, you're in a, a system. Now, of course, you've still got to be able to read and react and play according to the defence, but you've got a basis for which everything's going through. And what it is, it's a masterful job. And, and this is where I think other sports can uh, – they try to do it. It's a little easier in basketball because of the sheer numbers. But it's a masterful job of a coach – Finding personalities and players' styles that perfectly fits with what he's trying to achieve. So why wouldn't this – you say basketball probably – I presume because it's a, there's five on five. Correct. It, it's happened in baseball. Yep. We, we know that this is, you know, the Billy like Burn. It's a money ball. This is exactly. The, that's this what, why wouldn't this work in a, a sport like the AFL where you've got 18 or 16 in the win? Why wouldn't it work? Well, you, if you have role-specific players mm. – which is clearly what they're doing down in the Jack Jumpers. We we bring mm. people in here who are coachable, uh, who will play hard, like you said. But we bring them in because they they serve a purpose. Well, I think they you, play a role, Andy. I think you do see it sometimes, and a lot of times you see it in a negative way. You see it in a negative way when teams structurally will go to a very defensive, uh, system based way in which they're going to advance the ball, and they're not. It's not as much run and gun and have some fun, yeah, okay. which, which right we see in basketball sometimes as well. So, so I think because of the narrative around that and the aesthetic of the game, it probably can be a little more critical. You can be more critical of it in AFL when when teams do it. Uh, but but which in, has been the case in the past, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, the, yeah. Now that's my observation. My observation when teams have done elements of this, that everyone gets well. Hang on, this is boring. Uh, but the problem you've got is. When you're trying to play an athletic contest, you're getting up and down and you're trying to make it a quicker game, mm. you rely more on skill. You're relying more on athleticism. Right. And therefore, you're going to get exposed to the team that has better athletes, better skill, and it can go the other way in a nasty way quick. as well. Really quick. So does it In ma- basketball, it can. Does it, right. does it matter, though? Does it matter to the show, mm-hmm. the product? Does it matter if you've got a team that is shutting the scoreboard down? Like well, it's, they're not one hundred and six hundred and four games of basketball. Mm-hmm. These guys are playing. It's seventy five, seventy two. Does that does that matter? I think it does to some. Now, for me, because I love the the science of the game, I love to see the strategy and the way in which the, he he's getting the guys to perform mm. within that system and having better talent, better athletes struggle to be able to contain it. I love watching that. Right. Now, but there are some that just, like the NBA these days. Yeah. There's some that, no, 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 five out, a little bit of structure here or there, go to work, fellas. Yeah. And we want to see a guy coming in and dunking on people and 84 dribbles and crossovers and all the razzle-dazzle. But, uh, and that's fun to watch sometime, right. some of the time as well. There's a balance in there somewhere. But I, I actually get a lot personally, a lot more joy out of watching a game like the Jack Jumpers play as opposed to what some of the other teams dish up. Well, do you have a sense of what the TV audience want? Like the people watching the NBL, are we a sophistic? is it a sophisticated enough audience to be with Gazy, or is it a new audience that we're bringing to the sport, you know, to mm. a degree, who want to see? I think there's a mix. Yeah. You know, because if you have the hardcore NBL fan, they'll watch anything. Right, they're gonna watch any game because they are hardcore NBL fans. The new fans, they love to see 
entertaining game, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. But the thing is, then you have the aficionados who love the technical aspect of it and the science of it. So you have a mix, a combination of fans that's watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that question would be a question that if we had three or four Jack Jumper teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got one. And Mm. guess what? Everyone's falling in love with them because it's either like, look at the story last year. So it's like, yo, Mm. like Mm. the first year of Inception, they made it to the grand finals. It's not going to happen again this year. So you're going to watch them to make sure that oh, it doesn't that. happen. No, everybody my, was saying it keeps happening. Yeah, yeah. My, my prison. You locked in. Mm. Yeah. So it's only one Jack. It's only one Jackie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, fine yeah. with that. Yeah. And, and and off the SMS, yeah. Andy Matt has the question, and he says, "Well, didn't the Bulldogs of 2016 do some extent of that?" Andy, uh, oh, I can't. They uh, they weren't quite the seed. I, I reckon it's more the. The kind of Ross Lyon, Sydney's, you know that that, that when 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 Andrew Demetrio famously said this, it's ugly, mm-hmm. it's ugly footy. You know the lock it down, the rolling scrum, the don't let them score, don't let the ball out. There was, I think that was when we hit that peak mm. point of you know rolling more, rolling scrum, mm. lock it in, and it wasn't everybody's cup of tea. No, it wasn't. And but footy found its way through it. Yeah, might have needed a bit of help from head office to. You know, encourage few modifications. Yeah, you know, one or two here and there, but um, yeah, the bullies. Well, he, Andy, as an example of it, as an example Bloody of bit. of how the challenge, what a, the challenges a coach will face. Yep. James Duncan, he's the coach of the Brisbane Bullets. Can you hold Check it to up? No. Well, let's get us get on our break, right? Because you do this a lot. We need to get to an ad break right okay. now. It's 17 minutes to five. Right. I want you two to have a chat about what's going on up at the Brisbane. They are 0-4. Well, their problems might be getting it's, deeper. It's in the context of what you're well, saying. Well, I know. So okay. we'll continue the conversation. Let's do this. After All this. Right. And Corey Homicide-Williams, thanks to Ty Power. Righto, pick it up where well, you left what, off, What I was, what I was uh, picking up is that when you have a system that you want to put in place and as an organisation you feel like this is the best way we move forward, it comes down to the buy-in. You've got to, if the players don't buy in, and, and look at what's happening at the Brisbane Bullets. Just yesterday they had practice, and Matty Logue from uh, News Corp, he's reported that DJ Mitchell, who's been a great player this season, one of their best, he got thrown out of practice because of a dispute and arguing with uh, their head coach, James Duncan. And what? It was a different opi- a difference of opinion. Thrown out. Thrown out of practice. Get out of the venue, on your way, go home, have a think about it. And it was about because he thought that he wasn't, been given the role that James Duncan was providing him. So you have a, a coach comes in, you have a system. Here, this is ha- the way you want to play. The minute the players start to go, well, no. Well, if you can't, if you can't um, bring them along for the journey, then you're in all sorts, Corey. So wait a minute. Let me get this right. Yes, DJ Mitchell, who has been, I think, their best player. This season. How many years have you been in NBL? One, this is his first year. <laughs> My point exactly, right? So, what's his experience? Well, very little in the NBL. He, he Yeah, very little. He's okay. Collegiate player. My point exactly. He's Australian. He's the son of um, Mike Mitchell, who played out here for many years. I know this. Mm. I'm asking these questions so you can state these obvious things. This is right. year one for him. Right. This is game four he's been in. Yeah. Right? How can you even come into a suit? What are you questioning? This is the way of the world, though. What are you days. questioning? Homicide. This is what happens. This is 
This so is not... g- he's played four games mm. in the league and he's getting thrown out of training because he's having a blue with a coach. That four is game, correct. Four games into his NBA career. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm not kidding I'm with you, you all of a sudden. I'm thinking you're going to tell me <laughs> with you. Aaron Baines, yeah, who's no. an NBA championship player, a bunch of 100 plus games Sobe, under his maybe. belt. Yeah. Sobe, Boomer, okay. Olympian. Olympian. Mm. No, sure. Come on, man. <laughs> no, it's Come not. Come on. It's, uh, it's DJ Mitchell. Here's my take on the Brisbane Bullets. Mm. <laughs> I'm the with biggest... you. He's making sense here. Well, By asking questions that lead us to a view. Well, of course, he's 100% correct. The biggest thing for me with the Brisbane Bullets is this. Mm. The best thing about NBL 23 yep. is that you have a playing tournament. So fifth and sixth place mm. teams in this league now have a quarterfinal single-game elimination opportunity to play against teams in third and fourth place. Yes, that's right. Okay. Brisbane Bullets will be a late developer this year. Here's why. Aaron Baines, yes, comes with the resume and all that. He ain't playing 18 months, which Mm. means Mm -hmm. his touch won't be there. Mm. I don't care how in shape he is. His touch won't be there. He's been missing a lot of chippies because his touch ain't there. That Mm. will happen second half of the year. Nathan Sobey isn't 100%. His his fitness... Mm is not there mm. because he's still injured playing. He, in the second half of the year, will be the Jet we know him to be. Mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson, this is his first time playing over here and playing with these guys. We know it takes time. There's not one team that's played in this league that have won that mm. with the new group that haven't struggled in the beginning. Would you want to start on four? Of course not. But who have they played against? Yeah. Some of the toughest teams. You playing Sydney, home and away, defending champs. They stacked and grooving, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna lose both of those. <laughs> Perth in Perth, tall order, Jack mm. jumpers down there, tall order. Mm. And right? had them really, fifteen up at halftime. They had them and blew it, mm. right? And blew it. But now you're gonna play. Now you got one A of your desperate Jack jumpers yeah. team. Yeah. You were playing against, right? Because mm. they were 0-2. Mm. Okay, put any team that's new like that. Under those circumstances, against those teams, they would be one and three max. I put mm. anybody against that that run they had, the first four games, they'll be fine. In my opinion, mm. I think they'll be fine. Because you know what? Fifth and sixth place, you have an opportunity to grasp. Mm. If they grab sixth place, I would never want to play, play the Brisbane <laughs> Bullets. Because I know a quarterfinal, single game elimination mm. thing, games are about games. Yep. Yeah. That's why I'm here. I hear, you know what I'm saying? All, this is why I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Crocs you. versus Perth. What are we doing there, games? <laughs> you were there. That's it's right. A, there's a long way to go. Johnny, really? Dropping it, down threes. It's a little hot. They'll get out of there. Corey. A riot almost ensued in I there. I can't believe we've gone an That's hour. That's because you ripped they your shirt off. They were throwing stuff at us, Gage. You ripped your shirt off and incited a riot <laughs> at the end of the game. I can't believe Why you haven't. Waving his shirt around I can't believe Andy. you haven't talked about the Boston Celtics at all today. This is disgraceful, you two. Uh, great to have you with us this spectacular Your Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, afternoon here in Melbourne town. It's one of those days where you just want to be out and about and enjoying life. And Delicious. Uh, it is delicious, Bruce. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the days might be just a little bit sour for a few players at the moment who unfortunately have been delisted. Uh, some will have much better prospects of uh, continuing their AFL career than others. And based on what we saw in the first half of season 2022, a lot of people would think that Patrick Nash would probably have gone a long way towards securing 
another couple of years at the level. The West Coast Eagles have decided that's, for the time being, certainly not the case. I don't know whether Patrick Nash thinks his time at the level is over and he's been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Patrick, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Commiserations on, on the delisting out West. That's all right. No, thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, obviously, um, it was pretty disappointing, but, um, yeah, keen, keen to keep him somewhere else. So, um, yeah, thanks so for having me. It's, it's in this extraordinary year that you played at the West Coast Eagles, and there's so much going on, obviously, you know, with, with the impacts of uh, COVID and all the rest of it. You get through the first six or seven weeks of the season, and how are you feeling about your place in the game and your comfort at the level? Yeah, obviously, um, getting over getting over to Perth was a bit of a unique um, journey for myself. I was at the Saints as well previously for that for three weeks, and um, yeah, I guess getting over there and playing straight away um, for me, I, I probably wouldn't have wanted it any other way. So, got the plane on the Thursday and then played that cracky match, and then ended up playing the first seven or eight rounds, and um, yeah, felt pretty comfortable at the level. Obviously, um, had a couple patches where that I'd I probably wish I could have had again, but at the same time, I still felt, um, yeah, that I guess I somewhat cemented myself in the team. And then, um, yeah, to fall out of favour with the with Simo and, um, yeah, to go back to Waffle um, was a bit frustrating for me. Um, but at the same time, I still felt like I played some pretty consistent footy in, the, in that time, yeah. And, uh, Patrick, what, what was the explanation for why you mm. fell out of favour? Uh, for me, it was probably, um, speaking to Simo and the coaches, it was probably more my form. Um, I felt like I probably dropped, I maybe had one or two games where my disposal probably wasn't up to it. And then, um, yeah, I'm straight away was, was straight out of the side. So um, that was a bit frustrating. Um, but, yeah, I guess I, for me, it was going back to Waffle and sort of rectifying those issues, which I felt I did. And, um, yeah, unlucky for me, I probably, I, I, yeah, didn't get back in the side the first of the year. So, um, yeah. And when you self-reflect and you think back on it, do you, do you think you, you were given a fair crack at it? Um, I feel like, yeah, perhaps first first start of the year, um, they, it was probably helpful for me personally that there was a lot of boys going out with COVID. So I probably got those, those seven or eight weeks in a row to sort of prove to myself and, and to everyone else that I'm probably good enough for the level. Um, but then probably second half of the year, I felt... I, Personally, I probably played good enough footy in the waffle to to get back in and, and did everything that Simo asked me to do in the waffle to get back in. But um, yeah, unlucky for me. Unlucky for me. Yeah, I couldn't. So you talk about the fact that some of the you know the kicking efficiency m- might have been an issue from a selection perspective. But I remember watching. I saw you play some schoolboy footy at, at Ivanhoe Grammar, and uh, I thought that was one of your strengths. Clearly, you've got enormous running capacity, but. I thought your kicking um, was one of your stronger um, kind of suits. Was there? Was it just a tempo-based thing? Or did, do you agree? Were the numbers? I didn't look at your efficiency numbers, but were the numbers telling you that you weren't, you know, probably kicking the footy as well as you have generally become accustomed to kicking the ball? Um, I think there might have been there might have been a patch against Richmond where um, you yeah, had a couple of turnovers in a row, and it was sort of until that point it was sort of. Um, a bit hard for me, I guess, to get back on on the on Simo's side in terms of my kicking. So um, I guess early in the year, Simo sort of said, just go out and and do whatever you want in terms of my kicking, which which I did, and I felt I performed and and did exactly that. Um, it was probably more um, 
probably taken simpler options sometimes when I got, got a bit excited, <laughs> yes. excited there. <laughs> but you want to do it right. Like, you, when you're out there, you, you get the chance, and if the coach is saying, take it on, um, and you want to pull the trigger and back yourself, now, there's a consequence if it if it doesn't come off, obviously. But um, did you feel like you had the licence to, you know, if you saw the 45 inboard and all of that sort of stuff, did you feel like you had the licence to take that kick on? Um, yeah, 100%. I think early days, as I said, particularly, um, Simo sort of let me let me play my own game. Um, it was probably more when when I had a couple couple of um, couple of errors. That's when he sort of reined it in a bit. And um, yeah, I, I tried tried I tried to, but as I said, I got a little bit excited sometimes there. But um, that's one of my strengths, and it's it's something that I that I'm going to fall back to because I feel like it's a real weapon and um, a strength of mine that that I can use to to help win games of footy for my team. So. Um, yeah, I, that's probably the reason as to why I, I kept doing it because I yep. felt like it was what we it was what we needed. And um, yeah, unfortunately for me, as I said, fell fell out of favour with it. And the system can be brutal. And when you're now faced with this period of uncertainty, has what you've been through uh, diminished the desire to get back in? Is it is it is has it become too hard in in some respects? No, no, I don't think at all. Like I think um, if anything, it's probably helped me. With this period, obviously last year being delisted by Richmond, it's probably helped me um, more focus on things outside of footy. So um, for me, that's that's whether I'm playing footy at the AFL level or VFL or Sample or whatever it is. Um, I think for me, it's probably give me a, a broader perspective on on myself, and me as a person, and um, as a footy. But as I said, I'm still got the hunger and desire to get back in the league, and um, I still mm. feel I've got. Plenty of strengths to offer at the level and at whatever club wants to. Yeah, that's great. And and have you got a plan? Have you yeah, got a plan yeah. of what's next and and how you get another opportunity? Yeah. So for me right now, it's just um, controlling what I can control, which is basically my training. Um, sort of my, my mindset right now is continue to have an AFL preseason, AFL off season. So I'm still running um, three, three, two or three times a week. Um, I'm running with a couple of the Richmond boys, so they've been helpful. Um, and just stay on top of things, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll let me manage and, and pick a sort of figure all that out um, from now on in. Have you? Have you? Is there any sort of indication? I mean, we've just got through the trade period, obviously, so you know, clubs are now in that in that period of finalising lists and seeing what they've got access to at the draft, and then we get through that, and you know, we get to the pre-season draft, and they they look to fill the the, the holes. Is there a, any sort of indication at this stage as to um, how many? positions there might be up for grabs what sort of market you know delisted free agents are going to be facing in the coming months um i think it's probably just um having conversation with my manager and 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 clubs around um whether i can get in whether they see me playing at the level again Mm. um for me as i said it's all about training and waiting waiting till i think it's november 3rd when the delisted free agency period opens so um it's waiting until then, and then yeah, obviously if that if that doesn't all work out, it's it's fingers crossed going back into the draft and, and even rookie draft, and then yeah, there it's the SSP. So um, for me, I guess it's just training and, and being patient, um, which is something I'm not very good at. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, yeah. It, it's getting through that, and um, yeah, fing, fingers crossed, and yeah. If you if you look around the league and you assess the other teams and the experience you've had against other teams, is there one? team in particular that you look at and think, you know what, I could fit in absolutely 
spot on perfect mm. with the way that the mm. style of play yes. and everything they do. Yes. Is there a team out there that jumps out at you? Um, I feel like the league as a whole is heading in a way where um, you sort of need those running and, and kicking type players, um, which is two of my strengths um, right there. So I feel like mm. for me, whatever whatever team, it's a bit of a straight bad answer you fellas, but whatever team wants me, um, I'd love to play for because I feel like um, the league's heading in a way where it's all about quick ball movement and, and, and using, and blokes have got to run and using your running ability. So um, I feel like I fit the strengths to, yeah, get back on the list and, and hopefully play some consistent footy at the level. Mm. Talking to Patrick Nash, so, so on the year that you've had, that, that's all what we've spoken about is all to come, mate. We wish you all the very best. You, you play 11 of the first 12 games for West Coast. You have that win in round four against Collingwood, which, which you know, the further the season went on, the more extraordinary that, that performance became. What was it like to be part of that group in the first half of this season with players coming in from everywhere. Some of those extraordinary scenes we saw early, the North Melbourne game when blokes are getting their jumpers presented to them out on the ground by, by Adam Simpson. What, what was it like to be part of that group? Yeah, it was pretty unique. Um, I'm, I, you can probably include me in one of those boys. Like, as I said, I got there on the yeah. Thursday and ended yeah. up playing <laughs> on the first, on that, that second, sorry, um, practice match against Freo. Um, so, yeah, I guess getting over there... Um, Straight away, it was pretty unique, not knowing many of the boys. And um, obviously, I, li- I live with Luke Shuey, the skipper, for the first six weeks, which was an unreal experience for me. Um, just meeting, I guess, getting to know the older boys on the road um, probably helped a fair bit. Obviously, being at the Eagles, we travelled a fair bit. So for me, I'd, I loved getting on the road and um, catch up with all the boys and even just meeting all the boys we were playing with. Um, I think there was one against, there was one against Brisbane where... Um, we, we didn't even know till the day of the game. And I think Nida was even coaching that, that game. So, um, hmm. yeah, it was a pretty unique experience. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't change it. It was, um, it was a definitely a massive learning curve and um, an unreal learning experience for me personally as well. Take, can you remember the Collingwood game well? Like when you got that win in the middle of all of the, you know, all of the challenges the group was facing from a, from a, you know, from a, select, from a selection perspective, can you remember what it was like to be part of that group that got over the top of the pies? Yeah, it was unreal. I think um, even particular, I think it was Nick's first or second game back. So um, to get the win for for him and and a lot of the a lot of the older boys were out of that game. So I think it was a lot of the younger boys sort of um, really wanted to just go out and and play their natural game, which I felt that we did. Um, I felt like we played a lot a lot quicker brand con- compared to what we were playing previously, and it ended up helping us getting the win. I think um, Simo was pretty good with just letting us go out there and play, and um, I think couple of coaches after the game said so it was one of the better wins West Coast have ever had. So um, to, do, to do that and be a part of that was um, something pretty special. Well, mate, let's hope there's plenty more to come. Um, we wish you all the very best. It's um, it's a, you know, a challenging time. You, you believe you're good enough and uh, there's a handful of other blokes who have been delisted who think the same. They just need another opportunity. So, uh, Paddy, hopefully it comes your way. Thanks for coming on the show and, uh, and all the very best. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Sorry. Good, Good on luck, you. man. Patrick Nash, um, delisted from the West Coast. That was an unbelievable. When you think about... Think yeah, it was. About, and against Collingwood, too, when you just... The more the, circumstances, the season unfolded and you think, hang on, they beat Collingwood. Well, that's where a coach is virtually irrelevant. When you're just bringing guys together, they don't even know each other and they're just playing around. You know, they're just coming together and meeting on the day of the game and all those things. And yet, we will be critical if they... they 
bad times in that, those circumstances. Ah, the coach is crook. They, they get rid of him. These players are rubbish. When really the preparation was completely and utterly unrealistic. Shot to pieces. Unrealistic. And you play, so you're talking to like a kid like Patrick Nash who wants to back himself and take kicks on. And you're playing in a team that A is going like swimming against mm. the tide. But also they they don't know, they don't know each other. No. They don't know each other very well. They don't know each no. other's movement patterns and leading patterns. And you might look down the field. You're having a bounce or two, like he often did this year, and you're sort of bouncing mm. off half back. And you look up and you see a bloke coming towards you. You might have only met him two weeks ago. <laughs> That's and not... you think, oh, I think he's going to cut in board here. Mm. I'll go there. But in the meantime, he goes the other way, and suddenly you turn one over and it goes back over your head. Mm. If you if you play another two years with that same player you become completely accustomed to where he wants the footy and where mm. to put it and where he's going to lead to and all the rest of it, and plus, things change. Plus, Andy, what happens too in these circumstances, I believe, yeah. is that when you're out there and you haven't had that in-depth training and communication with the coaches, you might be able to play a role which you're not getting the opportunity to uh, show because... You've had no instructions, you know, all those other things and they there. they don't so, even know you. No. They we don't know, know you. Kick, we know. Now, obviously, across the entire season, they've come to a conclusion, Correct. well, he's not right for us. Yep. But yep. in those circumstances, yep. it can create a narrative about you that really you, you, you dig yourself as much of a hole as much as you do get an opportunity. Uh, that's a good point, I reckon. It's Ah, uh, yeah, look, it's just superb to be here. And I'll tell you what, it's one of those afternoons that if, it, if you're in that sort of uh, frame of mind, I'll tell you where you want to go. Beer garden. Mm. It's got one of those early 2022 beer garden type yep. flavours and tastes about it today. Bit of factor 40 on the uh, arms. <laughs> Make sure you don't get any sunburn. <laughs> and on your face. Oh, yeah. And ears still... and neck. Right. Well, you're going a bit over the top now. No, I'm not. It's not exactly 37 degrees. No, this, but... that's, this is when it gets you. Because no, you don't know I it's understand getting that. You. Early in the year, you probably just want to ease mm. into it uh, yep. from a tanning perspective. You're just... We don't tan. <laughs> just because you're, you're born very... I'm very lucky. I've got very, quite olive skin. But very that's olive. not about that. Right. It's about if you are going to the beer garden mm-hmm. and you can see a Brick Lane avalanche uh, within your grasp, mm-hmm. you'd be mad not to have a crack at it because that's the beer we are talking about today. It's We've been talking about uh, designs on uh, sneakers. Know. This is a funky-looking can. Well, they've gone with the pastel-type colours as they well. Have. The green well, they have. and the orange and the light blue. It, it attracts the eye, Does. the can. And once the flavour of the beer hits your taste buds, <laughs> the beer is attractive to a human being as well. John Selton is the Brick Lane head brewer, and he's been good enough to join us. Hey, Johnny, thanks for coming on the show, mate. My pleasure, and yeah, what a beautiful afternoon it is in Melbourne. Well, um, it is perfect weather for beer drinking. My I'm word, it is, John. Transporting myself to a beer garden. Which one will you be going to? Have you got a favourite in town? I'll be transporting myself to my um, to my balcony, actually, because oh, I'm okay. still getting over a late bout, bout of the old COVID. So Ooh. I'm going to make believe I'm in a I'm going to make believe I'm in a beer garden this right. afternoon, and I get mm. free this weekend. Well, so I'll, um, hopefully the weather holds out. Well, let's take some calls after we've spoken to Johnny, mm-hmm. or maybe just get some uh, temper texts coming through for Forty Wings. Mm. The best beer garden in Melbourne, shall we? Right. It's that time of the year where we need to get back out and about, and maybe you haven't been to a beer garden for a couple of years because of. The COVID situation, Maybe. you're just prepared to get back out there and have a go. Of course, uh, John. If they are if they are heading out uh, and they are thinking about having a Brick Lane Avalanche, what sort of beer are they going to be consuming? No, uh, it's just born this beer, so super super fresh, which is what this beer is all about. And it's all made with 
um, fresh new season hops. Mm. So hops, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, they know broadly what beer is made out of, but hops is such an important ingredient. It's only cropped twice a year, so once in the Northern Hemisphere, around, around, you know, around this time of year, broadly, and mm-hmm. in the Southern Hemisphere around sort of March. And what we do in this beer is we take all the fresh hops out of a new harvest and use it in in Avalanche. So it's just sort of an explosion of, of hop flavour. Delicious. Well, as uh, we've Absolutely been having delicious. these conversations over the year, I've come to learn that there's a real art and a real process to the brewing. Mm. And as I've got an Avalanche uh, in my hand right here, and I was like, see, there's a, there's a best before date. A best before date of uh, 23. Uh, Is there a specific window of opportunity where the avalanche can needs to be consumed to get the ultimate in the avalanche flavour and taste? Yeah, as fresh as possible. So beer, unlike its, um, you know, its cousins in the wine world, you know, it's generally always absolutely best fresh. So... The shorter that date code, you know, the, um, the, the fresher it is, um, the better it's going to be. So something that's just come out of a brewery, it's really special. And um, we're really spoiled as brewers because that's how we taste the beer day in, day out. You know, we're um, drinking it just as it's made, straight out of the tank, and, um, and it doesn't get any fresher than that. Well, I love um, it. It's really important for these ones. Mm. So, John, the Avalanche, given all of the things that you've told us about it, how long... Um, should it stay in the can for before it is demolished? Yeah, you know, irresponsibly, of course. But how long should it stay in the can for before it gets drunk? Yeah, well, we we give it a year on the date code, but it rarely lasts that long. So we it finds its way through our supply network and out to people's you know out to people's mouths in usually in about you know eight weeks, eight weeks to sixteen weeks, and that's when we generally think it's tasting the best as well. You know, that's when it's. Still alive, still of all the full of all the sort of the tropical and citrus and pine flavours from those beautiful freshly harvested hops. Over time, it doesn't go off per se. Just those flavours, they start to mature a little. They start to get a little bit more muted, mm. and and it doesn't have that that sense of being alive that it gets in that first you know 16, 18 weeks. John, are you a drink it straight out of the can type operator, or are mm. you a in pop it into a glass type operator? Yeah, look, when I, you know, one of the great junkets about being a brewer is I do a fair whack of beer judging. And when I'm doing proper judging, I'm doing it out of a glass. You know, I'm doing it sort of semi-professionally. But then in social situations with mates, you know, in a beer garden on a day like day, today, it's just it's straight out of a glass. And is, is the Avalanche... Stubby holder. Is it available in the, uh, the bottle? Like, and is there any difference between Ooh. consuming the Avalanche in the bottle and, or the can? Ooh. No, we, we do it just in cans and for a bunch of reasons, usually related to freshness. So, you know, we love cans because they're easy to carry around. You know, mm-hmm. they're a bit friendlier on the environment. You know, they don't use as much energy as bottles. They're lighter, but also they keep all the oxygen out perfectly. So once the beer's in there, it stays fresher longer, right. which, is, which is just so critical with this beer. We're talking to John Selton, Brick Lane head brewer, about the Avalanche, which is the hazy IPA. I noticed, Johnny, before we let you go, it's a 67 uh, percent alcohol uh, content. That's up. Uh, oh, excuse me, as I just have a reaction to my avalanche. I've got a bit of an avalanche occurring in my tummy. That's high, tri- isn't it? That's uh, that's up there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, beers are broad church. You know, we make some that are up in the double digits. You know, some very special beers we only release once a year. Dark, strong, powerful beers. We make some really low alcohol ones, and indeed, we make even a couple without any booze at all. Some alcohol free ones, but this one. You know, it, it has that extra alcohol, that extra body to car- to carry all that extra 
hop flavour and bitterness that come from the, the mountains of hops we put into it. And where does the Avalanche sit uh, amongst your uh, preferred and favourite brick lane offerings, John? Well, this afternoon, it's up the front, you know, since I knew it was on the agenda right. for chatting today. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got in front of me right okay, now. Beautiful. So, um, and, and I think it's pretty much the perfect beer for this afternoon. But that one, that's up there with my, my real... Uh, second love of my life after my wife, one love, which is our, uh, <laughs> sort of our flagship. Um, but Avalanche is, a, is my favourite right now. Right well, this afternoon, it's a beer in my hand. Well, hopefully the uh, COVID uh, effects are diminishing and you can fly, taste the flavour of Avalanche uh, fully, mate. So thanks for coming on and telling us about it. Uh, it is one of those afternoons. So if people are out and about and or thinking about getting a couple on the way home to have in the backyard, uh, just watch the dog cheers, sort of guys. run around and do a th- few things, maybe hop into the avalanche. Thanks for coming mm. on. <laughs> yeah, cheers, guys. Maybe it's a cure. I'll let you know next week. Huh. Well, thank you. Let us know. John Seltman, Brick Lane Head Brewer. The beer is super fresh. Uh, it is the avalanche from Brick Lane Brewing. The Notting Hill Beer Garden. Okay. All the way, according to uh, 472. Best. Yeah, endorsed by The Rod. Uh, who's it, its birthday today? So mm. if you happen to see Rod out and about uh, either you know in the last couple of days of the week or on the weekend, he'll probably be wearing some floral p- pants. It's his birthday, so you know mm. you want to make people feel good on their birthdays. London you know, just... Tavern, London Tavern, right? Eh? Andy? One three hundred seven three six seven three six or the o four double three ninety eight eleven six zone option. The best beer, the three best beer gardens in Melbourne. The Cornish Arms in Brunswick, rooftop beer garden, awesome, magnificent. Where are they and why? Your calls on the other side of this. Karthik, a hat trick in a World Cup game has that sunk in yet? It definitely hasn't. Getting a hat trick in a World Cup game, especially against a test playing nation, Sri Lanka, that is really a great feeling, and it really hasn't sunk in yet. Still going through yeah, the just... motions. I mean, to the left here, I was bowling with the bigger side as, my, as the leg side, and I was just trying to take the ball away from him. And I was lucky enough that he just sliced it through and straight, straight like deep covers and got him caught. And then when, um, when Asalanka walked in, it was straight up, it was easy for me to just bowl wrong in, and then he nicked it. And then Chanaka, that was, I think that was a special ball for me to get it, get it through bat and pad, bowl, that was, that was the biggest one. Uh, beautifully said Kartik Mayappan uh, from the UAE, who uh, picked up a hat-trick against Sri Lanka overnight. Beautifully called, by the way, by uh, Sam yes. Hargroves mm. and Bryce McGain here on 1116 SEN, SEN Cricket. The business. Well, there's probably no doubt about that. When Dee Berry gets, uh, gets well, around it as well. Well, Chuck is one of the greats. No question. He'll be a concern St Kilda man. One of I'm saying he's right there. <laughs> well, I'm saying he's one of. Well, how many do you want to have in the one of sort of category? Well, in this case, but the best. <laughs> okay. When it comes to the, just that... I the best. Just call a game on the wireless. Yep. Chuck. The best. You go to, man. Uh, didn't help the uh, Emirates. Unfortunately, they were obliterated by uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, eight for 152, the Sri Lanka, in a must win game against the UAE, who were uh, bundled out, which is one bundled. of those bundled out uh, for 73, mm. which is one of those ones that you go with. Right. Uh, thanks to KFC. Uh, download the app for exclusive deals. Can you uh, call who's going to get through right now? Andy? No chance, sir. Josh Inglis, this is a bit of distressing news. Josh Inglis yeah. has been taken to hospital after a freak golf accident at Sydney's no. news. <laughs> golf. He's hit a golf ball. And this is not a laughing no. matter. I'm only laughing because you've asked me a question I didn't have an answer <laughs> to. But the club snapped in his hand as he's hit the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's sliced. I don't know how bad it is, but it sliced his hand 
significantly enough for him to be taken to hospital reports as the Sydney Morning Herald's Tommy Decent. He's done a decent job. That's the most unluckiest thing in the history. Of... Well, let's hope it doesn't happen to us tomorrow as we take no, on we the great game. Well, we don't hit it that hard. No, we don't have enough downforce mm. on, Andy, on the stick. a lot, a lot of feedback coming back for these uh, Well, I'll give you the best. Beer gardens. Well, I'll give you the well, best. Well, I'll just throw out a few, Oh, eh? well, Mickey's in Waddle Glen. Why not? So all those uh, updates. Team spokesperson said the extent of uh, Inglis, who's the backup keeper, of course, for our T20 World Cup campaign, mm. uh, is unclear. Um, so he's been taken to hospital for Jeez. assessment. All of the uh, latest news, thanks to KFC. Stiff. Download the KFC app. Well, maybe that's a problem. Maybe his shafts were Too a bit stiff. stiff. Yeah. Mm. Uh, thanks to KFC. Download the KFC app for exclusive deal secret me- secret menu Ooh, and mm. more. Uh, what do you got? Because now we'll get to Mickey Waddle Glenn first because he's been good enough to ring. And the callers always take priority over the texters. Oh. No, no, it's just the way it is. Well, on a topic like this, we, there's a quarter. It's a lot well, of there different is, suggestions. No, one is back in town. And I'll explain. Hopefully, it'll, it'll get mentioned. Okay. But it was the greatest. It's not in Melbourne. It's in Victoria. So I had to go out of the CBD to find right. this one. But it lost its luster there for a little while okay. because of some of the rules and regulations around the place. But they are back in business. Where they used to be. Well, let's see what and it Michael's is the best, beer, it's the best beer garden in Victoria. Before you mention it. I won't mention it until I've heard somebody else mention yeah. it. Michael's in Waddle Glen. Good afternoon, Michael. Hey, Gazy. Hey, Mick. Hey, Mary. Where's the best beer garden, mate? Uh, the coldest beer and the best food is the Bell's Hotel in South Melbourne. Yeah, no, we're... Bell's that's Hotel. Good. No, that's good. Billy Bell's, magnificent. Where is that? In What's South th- Melbourne, across the road, brother. I know. Which street is it in? Because uh, there's a few pubs around there. Moray Street. I don't Moray. know. It's in one of those. It's you one know, of Mick, those. Mick, where is it? Moray Street. That's hey, the one. Hey, there good you guess. go, Ray. Just well under all sorts of pressure. It's on the corner there. It's on the, it's corner. On the corner. It is on the corner. Thanks, Ryder. We were corner of what? Be- uh, Moray and Mumbler uh, Street. Uh, Julian's in Mural. It was good to have the call, but great beer, good food. No mention of beer garden in the previous caller. And we were after specifically beer gardens. Right. Not just your favourite pub. Nah. No. We want our best beer garden. Beer garden. Julian's in Muralbark. Oh. He don't, in fact, hang on, Julian, because he's not talking about, he wants to talk about snap golf clubs. Good. Give me some of your beer gardens, please, that have come through on oh, the bit, 40 wings well, temper text. quite a few coming well, in. give me three Rads, or four. Nico in Giz Vegas. Uh, the Mount Macedon pub has grouse beer gardens, super, super spot. Well, he's up in that neck of the woods in, in, uh, in The old Gisman. dirty Dorst in Croydon. What? The, the old dirty Dorst. Mm-hmm. In Croydon, goes all right. Shane's in Ferntree Gully. He likes that one. Yep. Uh, the Anglers. Oh, yep. yep. The Anglers. Down there on the Maribyrnong. It got flooded last week, but um, it's, a, it's a beauty. now, I imagine. Yep. The Great Northern Hotel. Yeah, good. What about the Imperial? Is that Str- the Imperial down here in, um, in South, Chapel South Street? Yarra. Chapel Street, isn't it? Yeah, uh, South Holy Trinity oh. in St Kilda. Okay. 100-year church with food trucks. No one's mentioned the best yet. What, what about the college lawn? Yeah, well, it's where Pickers and all the boys used to. Uh, uh, Park sw- Hotel in Abbotsford. Yeah, good. Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> why does that make? Why does that make us giggle? There's no beer garden says, there. What's the Spearmint Rhino? It's a tabletop dancing establishment. Oh. Yeah. Well, go baby, very <laughs> okay. good. <laughs> the Portsea Pub has got the best beer garden in Victoria. Yes. 
Well, how would you know? Well, I've been there. When? I have. When? I have. I, I uh, did some very sharp work on a few <laughs> New Year's Eve's back in the day. Oh, back in the day. My word, when I When it was just open slather. 100%. And then you'd walk from the Portsy pub down to the back beach mm. and uh, see what happened. Yes. Just try your luck. Mm. And all sorts of things happened. What Greatest it, evening of my life. This so day, easy. But now it's all different because you're going to get a rhythm. Mm. Shut it early. Yes. Rah, rah, rah. But there was a while there where they were uh, they were not allowing you to take uh, jugs and pots onto the, the grass area. No, they weren't allowing it, mm. which and it lost its way a bit. But may mm. I say, if you haven't been down the Portsea Pub the last couple of years, mm-hmm. get on down there. Go. I had a bad experience at the Portsea Pub. Oh, and this is I'm it's, not not anymore. It's magnificent. No, no, no. This is a personal experience mm. when I was a youngster down there because um, just no, no. I was there, and you know how you go over swim. It's pretty loose. What's You've loose? Got the board shorts What's on. loose? And I was. Uh, What's pretty loose? Well, the whole situation. Oh, down south. There's no and, underpants on. And it just so right. happened that I had the board shorts, might have been a little tight, a little hugging, and there was a, a little bit of reveal. <laughs> and for the rest of the summer. Bit Greg Norman. For the rest of the summer. Bit of Greg Norman on the beach. Well, it was the. Uh, yeah, it's the, the, the two veg that sort of was. <laughs> and for the rest of the summer, Andy, as a 15 year old, being called scallops the whole time. <laughs> Talking about scallops, oh, they're just hanging out. Just one of those things. They're just hanging out at the bottom of the board shorts. Well, <laughs> they were tight board no, shorts. This was some of the younger members but of I the still audience. Remember it because it was a devastating. Thing. I didn't want to be known. How as did the you bloke not know they the were hanging out? Nuts. But how did you not know they were hanging out? I didn't. I was there. But how did you not know? Well, surely you know whether the agates are hanging out the bottom of the board well, shorts. Back then, you had the real, you know, they were pretty They were tight, tight back in the day, they were. Yeah. And a, just a little slippage. But you don't, how do you, you not know that? You don't wear underpants when you're no, going into that. And they didn't have the lining None back in that. those days. Just no. fabric. <laughs> no, you just wore them. That's it. Yeah, well, you didn't even wear um, bathers underneath. So it's, a, it's just But I still the... want to know how you didn't know that the gear was hanging out. Wow. Like, how did you not know that? Well, you know my nickname was called The Gift. <laughs> Michael's in Carlton. Michael, uh, what's your favourite beer garden in Melbourne, please? G'day, guys. Like, I might be crossing the line here. This is the rooftop beer garden at Johnny's in um, Ligon Street, above King and Godfrey, on the rooftop there. Oh, I know. Johnny's. It's, yeah, no, it's nice. Well, not for me. No. <laughs> it's up a couple of floors. Mm. It's up a couple of floors, isn't it, Michael? Yeah, about the third level. But yeah. No, no, it's good. Really mm. good. Uh, strong nomination from you. Any others coming through on the Palace 40- Hotel in City Road, South <laughs> Melbourne? Dogs welcome. Oh, that's always a good That's, that's a, a great spot. We can take your dogs down to the Portsea that's Pub right. now. In fact, you know when you take your dog to the Portsea Pub now, mm. don't have to go through, just walk it through the hotel. Mm. Walk it through the front door. How good's that? Julian's in Mirrorbark anyway. He wants to talk about a... Fairhaven oh, Surf got, Club, they're saying. Yeah, it's strong. They have a beer, they have well, a beer it's a, garden It's a balcony. Then. Right. There's no beer garden there, is it? It's a balcony, I think. Well, it's just saying Fairhaven Surf well, Club has a great well, but... beer garden. Uh, anyway, Mick... Mary's Inlet Hotel. Yeah, well, superb, superb, superb. You know, right. it's going to buy the Aries in Aries in the Aries Inlet Hotel once upon a time. Whoever it is is going to need a lot of money. No, this is a long time ago. Oh, who? Uh, very close to buying it. Oh, I think I'm right. Tim Watson. No. Mm, close. Ross Lyon. Ross Lyon. I think Ross Lyon and Stephen Silvani. Okay. Back in the day, because they were pub owners. joint venture. Well, they were boning, but they owned pubs. Right. And uh, they still oh, in the caper? They said they're not appealing. I send back the emoji <laughs> thumbs up and we all move on. Well, I think I'm right in saying that. I could be wrong. Hey, right. Mick and Carlton, you won 18 holes of golf for you and a mate with a cart. 
get 18 holes of golf just on the downswing. Don't go too aggressive into the ball because the shaft might snap, mm. and who knows what you might do to yourself. Panton Hill Pub. Yeah, well, everything up in Panton Hill's good. Mud mm. bricks. 18 holes of golf for, and two for two and a drink and a cart midweek, just 99 bucks at Club Mandalay. Clubmandalay.com.au. Huge day for the uh, – great to have you back. Huge day for the connections of Emissary, of course. Uh, trainer Michael Moroni and uh, booted home by Blake Shin has stormed down the outside, uh, had the last crack at the uh, at the leaders yep. in the Geelong Cup today. He went home two to their one. While the whips were cracking, he knew no one to stick his nose out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has won his way into the Melbourne Cup with that today. Emissary at $17. So Huge well done to everybody. He beat Shawfire, who was uh, well and truly in the market, but beautifully rated by Blake Shin. Just peeled him to the outside. Widest of all the runners on the home turn. Just mm-hmm. let him get balanced up. And then gave the thing his head. And with about 200 to go, he looked the winner. And boy, he was strong. He was strong to the wire. He was. He was strong to the wire. I'm watching it right now, Emissary was uh, a very fine winner. And on that sort of form, Keith, Anything can happen. Well, that is true. That is Any chance? Do you give it any chance? I don't know much about Emissary, but paid 17.20 to win. So... Uh, I, I on that sort of performance, yeah, you you give it every single mm. possible. I bet cash now. What was that? The uh, cup distance they were running twenty four hundred, isn't it? I think the Geelong Cup over the time on a twenty four. I think right. it is the twenty four hundred. So no, it's not the. They have to find an extra uh, four furlong. Right. Um, but you know, it's always a not beyond uh, them. Hey, not beyond it. Hey, I was going to bring something up yesterday, and I need your advice. Yep. Was I a bit? I came home from Mackay on the weekend on Sunday night. Oh, this is what I've a been bit, waiting for. This a bit weary, so yes. I didn't have a lot of uh, I didn't have a lot of petrol in the tank. Should have done this earlier. Got into the cab. Yep. And uh, oh, and uh, the cabbie said, "Oh, where do you want to go, mate?" And I said, mm. oh, "Off to Clifton Hill, thanks." Yep. And he goes, "Right, I know." So he boop, 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 into yep. his little thing, and away we go. GPS heading down, arrangement. Heading down the freeway. Mm. Yep. And I've I've driven that way many a times. Bit, a fair mm. bit. And uh, we're approaching Brunswick Road. And I said, mm-hmm. hey, Keith, just hop off at Brunswick Road. Off you go. He goes, no, sir. I went, that's a bit odd. What? I went, no, no, just, just turn Brunswick, off. get in the left-hand lane. Brunswick Road takes me straight home. Mm-hmm. That takes me straight to my house. Straight there. It's 7.30 on a Sunday night, no traffic. He goes, I'll just hop off at Brunswick Road. And he goes, mm. no, sir. I said, no, no. Well, maybe mate, the GPS, I, I, the, the, the driven, traffic. I've meet. driven this road a bit, mate. But he might have. No, no. On the said, GPS. I don't care. I don't care. If if I want to go via Craigieburn, take me via Craigieburn. No, no, Keith. that's a bit extreme. No, no, I'm paying for it. He's going to get the he's going to get the kick. But no, no, sir, no. I'm going Flemington Road. Oh, Should I have put? I just kind of copped it sweet, and mm. I couldn't be bothered having a blue. Mm-hmm. Does this happen very often? Is this wow. a, I, haven't, I don't get was a lot of cabs. Was it a taxi or an Uber? It was a cab. Right. I don't get a lot of cabs anymore. Is this the way of the world? Now, the cabbies just, uh, wow. it's the way we're going, Shags, and I don't care what you want or I what you say. I did not think so. I usually, every time I've been in a cab and I've told them where to go, no problem. They might no say, problems. you might say, can we go that way? They go, goes, oh, it's a big, I, go, no, 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 I prefer to go this way. No, no worries, Shags, or go your way. The only th- explanation... I couldn't I, believe it. I honestly couldn't believe what I was seeing. Well, maybe on the Google uh, I don't maps, care, mate. I don't care. It was, it was traffic. There might there have been... no traffic. Blocked? Nope. Okay. No, sir. No. Well, if that's just the case, you decided. Um, <laughs> do you put your foot down in a situation like that? Well, or do you, do you say, hey, mate, maybe, I'm telling you, go down here maybe or you I'm thought, reporting you to the ombudsman. But maybe he thought it was more... It was gonna, <laughs> it, he sent you in a longer way to so you pay more. No, it was it's six or one half of the dozen the other, Roman. But right. but but it's I just prefer that you just get off the freeway right. and you head towards 
the longer you go down that way, the right. more you're heading away, and then you've got to hook back to where I live this way. It's a it's a direct well, route. I, I generally trust the GPS devices. If but, they're saying that's the quickest way. No, but you're not listening to me. If you say right. you're the customer. Yeah, that's true. The customer, okay. surely the customer is always right. Or does that not apply in the taxi industry anymore? It doesn't sound like it in... Yeah, I think that's the exception, not the rule. Most of the drivers are happy to go the direction you want to go. I would have thought so. Yes. I'm still a bit perplexed by what mm. occurred to me. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, we got home in the end.